Neil Rogers, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 560 QAM. All right. this, baby. You don't Pretty good guitar player there. Jimmy Hendrix. As we wrap up another morning with you. We're He's still dead, Toronto. Right? Yeah, but his music lives. Oh, I see. And his drugs live on. No, you were talking about Beast was saying Santana is a great guitar oh, get player. get out of here. Beast would know a guitarist from his and ass. I said this guy and Eric Clapton were the best. Yeah, but Eric Clapton's still trying to grab that kid before he falls out the window. Yeah, well, he didn't have great hands, but... No, he had bad hands. He didn't have quick hands, but he Like Mortesti's Destrata. He can play the guitar. <laughs> Maybe you want to contribute to our poll today. What is it? Which South Florida athlete was the biggest stiff of all time? Did our sales manager play sports? Come on. Boy, you are. This is the first day after Memorial Day holiday, and you're already on a tear, picking on poor Curtis. Well, well. Hey, oh, we, we are, are sold out, though. He specializes in fumbling the ball. Well, I see a lot of trades on there, though. Oh. So Somebody's who, making out like a bandit. Biggest bust among... Uh, I'll tell you who we got on uh, here so far. Yeah. Sort of narrow. In other words, you won't duplicate. We got uh, Mortestes Estrada. You know what? He wasn't we, a bust. We got Ray Lucas, Jay Fiedler, Peter Worrell, Steve. I don't even know who Steve Emmerton was. Not, you know what? I wouldn't vote for any of those guys. Junior Felix or Bobby Humphrey. In order well, to, that's oh, what I'm asking you. In, in order to be a bust, they for. had to think something of them before they got here. Yeah. And Ray Lucas was a backup quarterback who was nothing when he got here. Yeah. I'll tell you, Cecil the Diesel. Cecil? He Cecil. just wanted to get a look. Cecil Collins. Okay. That was a pretty good-sized bus. Yeah. They also brought That's Lawrence. That's what he was looking for. They also brought Lawrence bus. Phillips here. Remember that? Lawrence Phillips was good. He's one of my favorites. One of my favorite jailbirds. Yeah. Guess who I was just a channel surfing on one of the sports channels here? And guess, guess who they had on there from the Canadian Football League? Demetrius Underwood. Oh, I remember him. <laughs> and they were just saying, well, he's got a few physical and mental he problems. He has a few mental problems. Yeah. Other than being crazier than a bed bug, he's just uh, got a little bit of a problem. I'm trying to think of other. Uh, it's it's too early for Al Leiter this year, I guess. He's still. Although he's around. off to a, he's certainly but vying for, for a for spot eight, on this poll. For eight million dollars, I thought. I'm sure they thought they were getting more. Send it back to the broadcast booth. He was good in it. No, Harold, he was not oh, good in yeah. the broadcast booth. He I got just, one. Yeah. Harold Miner. Okay. He was the first draft pick of the Heat one year. Yeah. And they, they called him Baby Jordan. Hmm. Never made it. Never talking about Vernon Jordan. Or maybe they were talking about Barbara Jordan. It could be. Let's get him on there, Josh. Yeah, Harold Miner. Harold Miner definitely belongs okay. on there. He could win. He should win your poll. I bet you Miss Kamal probably liked uh, Harold Miner. <laughs> he liked, <he> liked <laughs> Miners anyway. I got it. Right, I know you did. Well, maybe the audience didn't see it, so I have to spell out. It's it's early in the morning on the day after a big holiday. I had a bad see. I don't want to go into it, yeah, but I oh, just yeah. uh, don't have. I just don't use stupid. Yep, it's really stupid. So I have a new. I have a new uh, plan. That is, if I get up a certain amount or more, I just walk out. That's regardless. That's what I do in casino. Way right. Blackjack. I said uh, what I want to win. Right. And what I'm going to lose. And if I would have been doing that the past year, I'd be uh, in pretty good shape. Yep. 
But although I think I told you the story about this guy, no, he didn't have, he didn't even work. He went to Las Vegas, got hot at the crap tables, and yeah. won ten thousand, hmm. and lost it all back. I, and I asked him, why didn't you put five thousand in your shoe or something? Right. You know, take it upstairs. Mm-hmm. He said, I wanted to win a hundred thousand. I don't want to say especially, but you know this Berkeley. See, George likes anybody anybody who wears a dress. So therefore, he covers up for Berkeley and defends her just vehemently. But she's uh, she hasn't got a clue. She doesn't even know where the front door is. I have no comment. Although, quite frankly, we don't come in the front door. But <laughs> yeah, I've got a line for that too. But Joyce wouldn't approve. I was just thinking about you know George liking anybody in a dress. Yeah. So anyway, what's uh, the Belmont story? Is that this Saturday or next no, Saturday? No, a week from Saturday. Next Saturday. That's right. See, I don't like that. Why do they do this three-week stuff? It's too long. Yeah. So you don't sustain the interest of the public that way. Well, there won't be much interest in this Belmont. No. Now, how many are we going to have? About ten? Nine? Yeah. It's, uh, right now, there are 12 possibilities. Yeah, but they won't all run. Uh, no, I would say probably a ten. They'll get ten. You know why? Because they pay off for the first five places. Right. And it's such a crappy field. Yeah, but haven't we seen... Yeah, that's right. Of course, the only time they chase them away is if there's some, like, superstar, some great... Uh, well, even if there horse. is a superstar, you know, it, it was like yesterday. Ghost Zapper, who's the best horse on the planet, ran. Well, there were only six horses in a race. And one of them, I'm looking at, I said, what is this horse doing here? He has no chance. Well, if he finished fifth out of a six-horse field, he could pick up some money. Yeah. So that's why they run. Hmm. But I've seen Belmonts where it was a pretty small field. What, six or five or six, maybe? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I think when Secretariat ran, it was, it was that way. But this is, uh, you, know, you know, outside of a fleet, Alex, it's just a bunch of horses. So there's a chance for him. Yeah, the fact that he could bucks. go on his nose and still demolish the field, that tells you how crappy they were in the Preakness, man. A bunch of garbage. Yep, but you never know, remember? Send them to the glue factory, that's what I say. Send them all out there to the glue factory. One thing you never know, Neil. A couple of years ago, a horse with a triple crown opportunity, charismatic, broke down right before the finish line. Happens. Yeah, like Bellamy Road. Yep. Well, he didn't break down. He no, I didn't, didn't break down, but he lost yeah. his chance for uh, to redeem himself in the... Preakness and Belmont. Yeah, this horse had a legit chance to win, and then, you know, I heard that was, it was Chris Antley. I think it was charismatic. I may be wrong about that. Yeah. I just remember Chris Antley was riding him. Well, Chris Antley, Antley, he won't be riding any more of them. No, he won't see him. No. In fact, well, I remember you last about year. you saw him at the elevator. And remember I mentioned that? Yep. About, that yes. was funny. That was really something. You must have had a... Um, last too bad year, you don't have... Such psychic experiences with your gambling because you'd be making millions. Hey, just last year, the uh, Harold columnist wrote about how what a great thing it was that they were keeping Stuart Elliott on. He said, hey, there were a lot of riders they could have gone to. One of them they mentioned was Chris Antley. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good Harold mistake. Yeah. I oh, told you about him. Barry's big mistake. How about last Ron week? Turcott? They could have put him on there. No, hardly. No. But, uh,. How about Barry? Last week, right? How about Barry? Wayne doesn't want the Marlins, and the Marlins aren't interested in staying. And while he writes that, Wayne's people are meeting with the county manager to offer them a deal where the Marlins could come in, stay for nothing. The county would build the retractable roof. Mm-hmm. The Marlins would get the all of, all of the suite and club seat money from baseball sales and the concession money and play their rent free. That Barry, he's on top of it. Yeah. And he writes. Now, I heard that he's underneath it, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. That's what Greg told me. 
I don't think they uh, don't invite them anymore. No, they don't speak anymore now that uh, they have that incestuous relationship, the Herald and that 790. We'll see on uh, Thursday when the trend comes out, the big impact that 790, the ticket, is making. Yeah, now that Mad Dog, is, Mad Dog has been on the air for a while. Yeah. So we've kind of In other words, we've had like in. a consistent schedule now for a while, exactly. as opposed to January when we had like uh, who's on first. Absolutely, that's pretty good programming. <laughs> Somebody faxes in Brian faxes. He says Lawrence Phillips and Cecil Collins, both of whom you mentioned, and how could you forget Sammy Smith? Oh yeah. Well, Dolphins had a whole run of those guys. I remember a game against the uh, Packers that just sticks out in my mind, where he fumbled in his own end zone and uh, right on the one year his own one yard line. Never forget that. Yeah, well, he was just. Choking and gagging all the time. Sammy is, I think, still incarcerated. Is he really? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, he, uh, he, he did a big ticket fall. You know, if you look up the Dolphins' history, they have more guys in jail than they have in the Hall of Fame. Right. Well, it's easy to say that now, now that we don't have the games anymore. Well, you could say it before. Now, well, what's the story with Ricky Williams? I mean, nobody really believes he's coming back to the Dolphins, do they? Dolphins seem to think so. And they're, and they're going to take him back? Well, he owes them all that money. That's what that's all about. Right. He well, does like Phil Henry in that lawsuit at IOD. He's speaking got, of Brian Cox. He's got, well, whatever, whatever happened with that lawsuit? They, they settled. Cox Broadcasting. That was Brian Cox against Cox Broadcasting. Yeah. There were a lot of uh, idiots involved in that deal. Cox versus Cox. Right. Here they have the trial. Hi, Yeah. Yeah. That's what they call cockfighting. Right. I was I was leaving that one to you. Okay. Hank will be suspended, by the way, for the rest of the month. So oh, that's right. Today's the last day of the month. Damn it. I thought you were going to get a good deal. <laughs> so anyway, Sammy Smith will stick on there, too. Get him on there, Josh. I guess I'm well, He probably got some tracks to make, as the old saying goes. Yes. Let's see what we got. Uh, oh, there's uh, the five minutes till the first race at Woodbine. The exactor, triactor, win place. In of course, that's from uh, last night. So I can tell you the winners now. <laughs> that, that would be a good scam. I bet you people uh, have done that, you know. It's called past posting. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet you 100 bucks that uh, the six horse wins. Yeah, there the, are guys know. who have pulled that off. Really? Yeah. Well, How that, that was the big scandal in the Breeders' Cup a couple of years ago. These right, guys were right. betting after the race was over. Right. Well, how about the... Now, we used to play at... Uh, when I was in Michigan at Hazel Park in Northville Downs, we used to play the off. Now, you can't do that at thoroughbred racing because they, you know, they're in the starting gate, but... At harness racing, you know, when they follow the, the starting gate to the start, and there's like a, the gate pulls away, and they don't really, there's a split second before they actually reach the starting point and the bell goes off. And especially in a trot, not so much pacers, but in a trot where they tend to break more often. And I have a friend standing at the window, and then you'd be standing out watching the horses go into the gate, and then you'd yell either yes or no. You'd already pick out the horse you wanted. Or maybe you'd pick out two, like the four or the six, and you'd yell, six! Because the four just broke or whatever. Oh, yeah. And uh, cashed a few tickets that way. Not a bad scam. Yeah. Now, let's not start talking about the track, or we'll have the whole audience gone now, man. That's uh, just for old Jews like us. I'm out. See ya. You too. Bye. Have a good day. It's me. Countdown the hits with Casey Kasem. Hi, I'm Casey Kasem. Welcome back to our countdown of this week's top 20 ringtones. We're up to our number one ringtone of the week. But first, our unlimited coast-to-coast long-distance request and dedication. It's from Jessica S. She writes, Dear Casey, Recently, my sister was caught lip-syncing on national TV. At first, she blamed her band. 
And then she blamed her ass's reflux, whatever that is. Anyway, Casey, since everyone thinks I'm the stupid one in the family, could you play Green Day's American Idiot for my sister Ashley? Signed, Jessica. So, from Jessica to Ashley, here's your unlimited coast-to-coast long-distance request and dedication. It's American Idiot from Jessica to Ashley. Now, on with the countdown. Casey's Coast to Coast. But first, let's recap our top three ringtones. Number three. Coming in at number three, Rondo a la Turca by Mozart. Number two. At number two, that tune that sounds like heart and soul, but is it? And now, this week's number one ringtone. Number one. For the third week in a row, Waltz of the Flowers. You fairy. There you have it. The top 20 ringtones in America, as tabulated by Phone Bill Board Magazine. Tune in again next week when we'll once again count down America's top 20 ringtones. I'm Casey Kasem saying keep your volume turned down and keep reaching for four bars. Look at that. The public is turning on El Presidente on Iraq. 40% approve of the way he's handling Iraq. 56% disapprove. How do you like that? They're finally catching on. They're a little slow. Maybe another 1,600 dead people, and they'll say, hey, this ain't going so good. The reason I played that, a cell phone ringtone appeared set to top the British singles charts yesterday. Did you see this? Yes. Outselling the new single by the band Coldplay by nearly 4 to 1, Crazy Frog Axel F, <laughs> a ringtone based on the sound of a revving Swedish moped, is the first tune being used on mobile phones to cross the mainstream music charts, said Gennaro Gestaldo, a spokesman for HMV, the British music retailing chain. Goes to show them silly-ass Brits. Thank God Americans and Canadians don't use those stupid-ass ringtones. Oh, they do? Yeah. <laughs> Boy. You're like in a restaurant, and all of a sudden you hear... Oh, brother. Coldplay had hoped to go straight to number one on uh, yesterday's British singles chart with its new song, Speed of Sound, but by Saturday, it was pretty obvious the ringtone, which is available for digital download and is a compact disc single, would prevail. The ringtone was expected to replace the Oasis tune, Lila, as the number one hit on the list released Sunday by the official U.K. charts company. I haven't checked the update on this because, quite frankly, who gives a crap? The weekly singles chart, which has been released since 1952, is based on the sales of 5,600 retail cho- shops across Britain. You silly-ass Brits, you. You constipated fools. While Crazy Frog and other ringtones don't appear to be much of a hit among adults, so many youngsters are personalizing the sound of their cell phones that such digital music could change world music markets. Music purists might not be too happy at the prospect of the crazy frog outselling Coldplay, but it shouldn't come as that much of a surprise when you consider its huge novelty appeal and the massive amount of exposure it's currently getting, said Castaldo. The ringtone is based on a song that was recorded in Sweden nearly a decade ago by 17-year-old Daniel Malmedal using the high-pitched revving of a two-stroke motorcycle. The International Herald Tribune reported over the weekend. Thank God they're in, you know, they're in touch with the important crap. Right. That good? Great. Excellent. By the way, Eddie Albert's dead. We'll get to that. But it's already 10:14. See, that's the good part when we do that long crossover with the humper. Before you know it, it's like almost time to say, see ya. Maybe we could, like, try that tomorrow. Just go all the way to the end of the show. <laughs> I don't think he'd be too happy about that. 
Ajaste. WQAM. Happy uh, Tuesday, May 31st. It's the last day of May. Where the hell did May go, man? May Day. May Day. What the hell's going on here? Huh? This could be the fastest month of my life. In fact, it was the fastest three-day weekend I've encountered in a long time. Where the hell did it go? I thought we had like a three-day holiday. Some of us, not you, of course. No. But uh, I just don't get it. The good news is I didn't eat any um, Haagen-Dazs ice cream over the weekend. Aren't you pleased? Aren't that's you proud of me for that? Great news. The bad news is that after I made that bad decision at Woodbine yesterday of sticking around instead of leaving with my profits, I went to the uh, get my free <laughs> free for nine hundred dollar meal. You know, that's a joke. You lose uh, whatever you lose. Now, oh, it's a free meal though. Just to show me your little card there and they give you a voucher for a free meal. Boy, the food there really sucks. I have to be honest with you. Six hundred and seventy-seven votes on Georgia's silly ass poll he took yesterday. Now, how did yesterday go? You only had three hours because he had the Marlins game. Yeah. Marlins lost to the Pirates. Can that, can that be right? Wow, that's got to be a mistake. But anyway, uh, so how did yesterday go? Pretty good? It went fine. We uh, played tunes, took a couple calls. What do you mean played tunes? Played well, music. What is that? Well, tune is a, like a song, a music. Yeah, I know what it is. <laughs> we played music Marvin. and uh, took some calls and made a, an attempt. Yeah. And uh, and there you go. Faked our way Well, I think the motto of the, the people who call on Memorial Day would be... I have no life. Right. In fact, that's the motto of most people who call any day. I have no life. For example, WQAM, Hello. Yeah, can I talk to Neil? Speaking. Is that Neil? Speaking. Sounds like me. How are you doing today? Is this you? This is Leo. Sounds just like you. Yeah, how are you doing, Neil? 
Good, good. I want to talk about the heat. Good. Talk to somebody else about it, somebody who cares. See what I'm saying? What no, it, it, it was it. like that, the, uh, the few attempts that we did. I have no lines. Right. 677 votes. And George wanted to know, what are you doing on Memorial Day? Well, winning out was a diddling myself, 215. I don't want to say what you said here because Joyce will get really upset. Yeah. She's a real Joyce hole anyway. Working like any other day, 169. Well, that would have been you guys. And uh, mm. I can't believe that. What kind of people work on Memorial Day? Oh, cops and robbers. Robbers. BB Cube, old barbecue, 97. Drinking, 73. <laughs> uh, they're lying, man. A lot more of them were drinking yesterday than 73. In fact, the ones who were working, like the pilots, things like that. Drugs, 41. Playing with my friends, 29. I think that goes back to the first... <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Going to the beach, 27. The beach, the beach. Well, how was the weather over the weekend? It was beautiful here. Wow, it's just... The sun is shining, man. It's like in the low to mid-70s every day. Going to be a little warmer than that uh, toward the middle end of the week. Sunny every day. No rain. It's beautiful. I'm seeing that uh, they're talking about that hurricane season stuff again. Uh, crank calling radio shows, 19. I, I have no life. And blogging, 7. Oh, brother, blogging my ass. How do you do that? That is so sad. So anyway, here's today's poll. we got some bimbo Kimmy on there. I haven't taken a look at her yet, as a matter of fact. She's uh, just some chick. I'll tell you one thing, that uh, Mia, whatever her name Zatoli. was. Zatoli. Wow, yeah. she was really um, prime meat, if you ask me. Uh-oh, I'm only seeing from the eyebrows up. It looks like Phil Henry with a wig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's, uh, I guess she's okay. You just have to get used to it. Oh, those aren't real. Well, those aren't even, whatever. Those aren't even I think close to being real. Jesus, Elsie the board and Ken would be impressed. I touched them. They're real. Yeah, right. You touched them up is what you mean. Look at that. Look at all the different pictures we got of Kimmy. Yeah, Four. we got Foe. Foe. We got Mofo, your money. Oh, don't say that. Marvin will call no, him. No. At any rate, so oh, and Eddie Albert died. <laughs> anyway, he was a 99. That's certainly more than old enough. But on the other on the other side of that coin, though, you wonder, well, gee, if he was ninety nine, couldn't he have at least stuck around to make that hundred? Don't you think when you get right. to be like in your late nineties, like you're, you're hoping? Yeah, he made it to a hundred. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be the one thing you're living for? There's not much else to live for when you get to be that age, I don't think, because I don't think too many yeah. hundred girls are in really spry, great health. But uh, hey, I'd like to make it to a hundred. Then you know, like my mother did, she died on her ninety first birthday. Just to prove that I was wrong. She always had to prove I was wrong about everything. I said, 90's old enough. And so just to spite me, she made it to 91 and then she croaked. So there. Yeah. So there. And that shows you now. What South Florida athlete was the biggest stiff of all time? That's our poll question today. Humper didn't seem to be too impressed with our list, although I noticed he didn't, uh, he didn't have an easy time of adding to it, though. And there have been so many stiffs in a sports world in South Florida. Somebody mentions here on this one, uh, Brian, Chris Wells. Oh, yeah, get that on right away. Remember those ugly days? And that's my bad. That's my bad. Of course, Rimmer can be responsible for that. Give me all that hockey talk on this show. It's just like Hank and I, sooner or later, every morning, we wind up getting back into that horse racing thing. Don't let us do that again. Play the buzzer or something. Zap it. Zap it. You got it. Because that's bad when we start with that. No, it, it's fine for notice. old Jews or old guys that smoke big stogies and go to the track with their binoculars around your neck and, you know, like uh, Jimmy the Geek used to do that. And that's fine. 
But nobody else under the age of 100 cares about that. That's the problem with racing is that uh, it's an old folks uh, thing. You know, when they have the big races, all the kids come out to get plastered and, you know, party, uh, all, all that crap. They're kicking it. Ancient style at the track. I bet you George and Josh will be at the track before the week is out. Which one? Anyway, we got uh, Don't Care, I'm Not a Sports Nerd, 76. That's leading by far out of the first 234 votes. Don't Care About uh, Sports, period. Jay Fiedler, 31, and or or Mortestes Destrada has got... About 30, man. Right on Jay's ass, and Moe's pretty jealous. Ray Lucas, 29. So that's a good battle we got going there. Sammy Smith's got a dozen. Lawrence Phillips, 10. Peter Worrell, 10. Harold Miner, 8. Cecil got 8. Steve Emmentman, which I still don't know who that is, 8. Who is that? I think you mean... Emptman, E M T. No, that's a guy with the donuts. I'm just putting it on here the way that uh, Sean the uh, Faxer sent us to us. I don't know who that is. Uh, I don't either. But he still got eight votes, so they must know. Hunier Felix seven, and Bobby's Humphreys got five so far. Now they're going. Do we have Chris Wells on there? As soon as you put Chris Wells on there, he's going to go zooming near the top. When it comes to Maybe hockey soon, maybe. Santana, you've heard him play his Grammy performance with Rob Thomas and on the latest hit with Michelle Branch. Everybody wants Santana on their song, so we've compiled a CD collection of every artist Santana has ever played with, like Eminem. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. The Dixie Chicks. Andrea Bocelli. It's Santana's Licks for Everyone CD, including unreleased tracks from Carlos and John Tesh. But someday your journey will end, and I will be there for you as well. Yes, he's a guitar-playing whore who will play with anybody, except, of course, Kelly Clarkson. A moment like this. No way, man. Santana's Licks for Everyone. Order now and receive a personalized bonus track where Santana plays your very own birthday song. Happy birthday, dear Call now. That's for the beast who said this morning, according to the Humper, that uh, Santana's the greatest uh, guitarist in the universe. Boy, that beast, man. His taste is in his tush. That's what Clarence tells us. Is that where it is? Bad news from Iraq again, although uh, things are really going very well. Oh, we're fine. And uh, your vice president says, oh, by 2009, the uh, war will be over there. That's only four years more. That sounds pretty promising. Four U.S. flyers and an Iraqi airman died in the crash of a single-engine Iraqi Air Force plane, the U.S. military announced today. The plane, a high-winged aircraft, was one of seven used by the Iraqi military for surveillance and transport, according to a statement today. And there you go. They just keep on dying and flying and dying, and, and that's it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless lines. What's our Florida athlete was the biggest stiff ever? Did I mention that Eddie Alberts dead? Okay, you did. Did you mention Tony the Tiger? No, I didn't know about Tony the Tiger. That's Tony the Tiger that used to be over on Power ninety six. <laughs> that oh, that's a different Tony the Tiger. Yeah, oh, Thurl Ravenscroft. It. I beg your pardon. Thurl Ravenscroft. Who's that? 
Tony. Oh, Tony the Tiger. The Tiger uh, he played and, the voice. Uh, the guy the that sang the Grinch song. Well, I'll be damned. Isn't that bad? Oh, there's Phil Donahue and Jimmy Carter and Margaret Thatcher and uh, Tony Blair and uh, uh, what's his name? I'm a fart. Oh, that's right. They're celebrating this uh, crap. Larry King. Larry King's 85th anniversary. Uh -huh. WQIM, hello. Hey, Neil. I yes, got sir. A, I got a good sleeper for your, your poll there. Okay. The original Big O. Oh, the big, Estrada, the big O. See, that would be a good idea. Of course, he's leading the poll, you idiot. I just got through. No, he's not leading, but he's on there. And I just get through reading the list up and down. Yeah, yeah moments ago. Yeah, I did. The original Big O. Oh. Come on, he's on there, man. He was the first name that we had on the list, although he's not leading. Not even close to leading. Ain't anywhere near Jay Fiedler. Although he is, yeah, he is. He's only five votes behind. In fact, more testes has got... About 30, man. Yeah, there's a sleeper for you. <laughs> I have no life. See what I was saying before? WQAM, hello. Hey, Neely. Yes, sir. Happy day hey. after. Well, one for the poll, Neely. I don't know yeah. if he's on there. I'm in and out of the car all day. Oh. Uh, Ronnie Cycley, please. Okay. Thanks, Pally. Thank you, Pally. Ronnie Cycley. Got it? Well, that'll be interesting to see the way Josh spells that. Well, you probably Google it. I don't understand how he was a stiff, but, you know, I'll put him on the poll. Hey, that's this guy's opinion, okay? The Toastmaster ain't supposed to give his opinion. Just keep that in mind. Oh, and speaking of Josh Cordes, you know, it's already 1035, and you just are really, I'm embarrassed by your, your recalcitrance to, like, uh, congratulate me on finally coming through for you. Yeah, sorry you're, about you're that. No, no, seriously, I didn't say it was going to be a, a listener that was going to bring you the food. I said somebody would get food to you in that book. I was hoping for pizza, but nevertheless. Hey, uh, you know what? I would have rather gotten what I got than pizza, to be perfect. Well, there, there you go. So you're welcome. Yes, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> now, what day was this, Friday or this, Saturday? This was Friday. Friday night. Yes. Of course, it was already prearranged, so it kind of like takes the bloom off it. But that's probably the best way because otherwise, you know, they got to go through security and set it up ahead of time and find out how they get it to you. Right. No. So our good friend Troy from Balance for Life called up our other friend Troy, Troy Stratford. He ought to be on our poll today. <laughs> Old number twenty-three. What? That's what he, he was gets a for stiff. Josh. Look, he's uh, got a good sense of humor. Plus, I got him on here. Oh yeah, here's a good one too. Some other good ones coming in. But uh, so anyway, uh, Troy uh, from Balance for Life brought uh, sent over a whole bunch of food for Josh. And now, did anybody else dig into it, or did you hog it all? Oh for yeah, yourself? we we couldn't eat all the food that he got. Uh, really, Dave, Roxy? Yeah, we couldn't do it. Roxy, wow. But you guys are welcome too. Okay, even though they're out of town, they're in Pittsburgh where they lost. I can't believe they're playing a four game series. That's a little bit strange, isn't it? Monday through Thursday, I guess, because of the holiday. They they just played one with the Mets. I beg your pardon. No, no, they played a four-game series with the Mets. I understand that. Now, did they lose all four? They got swept? No, they, they won they the last They lost the three out of four. Yeah. And that wasn't good. And they just lost to the Pirates yesterday. So after that six-game winning streak, they've fallen on hard times. But then that's the way it goes. The Braves uh, lost yesterday, too, which is oh! nice to Washington, no less, a little girls' team on a really uh, bizarre call. That home, I saw that home run thing. They showed it this morning again where the umpires changed the ruling on a, uh, a call the ball foul. Right. Why can't they use instant replay like real, honest-to-goodness uh, people? Well, where would the fun be in that? Yeah. So anyway, the food came and they brought you all kinds of good stuff, burgers and stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, we had uh, chicken fingers, burgers, uh, sandwiches, uh, nachos, you name it. We had it all. Wow. Thanks a lot, Troy, from Balance for Life. He was looking for a free plug, and he got it. It worked. We're easy. You give us some food, sure. we'll give you a plug. That's all. Food hoist. 
So that was good. I told you somebody would come through for you, and like you said, it was even better than we could have anticipated with some, you know, mediocre pizza. It probably would have been, like, cold by the time they got it to you anyway. So anyway, we're adding uh, Eric Kumaro to the list, according to this fax here, which is a very good choice. I remember that. Who? Uh, Eric Kumaro. K-U-M-E-R-O-W. You remember, never heard of Eric Kumaro? No. He was the Dolphins' number one draft pick. When? Back in uh, 80-something. Oh, him. <laughs> I remember uh, we were at IOD, and I remember Joe Zagaki coming on here and saying, Eric Kumaro is going to line up for the Dolphins, and we all went <laughs> like that, yeah. Like, are you kidding me? And John Boza of the Dolphins. It says here. You got those? We got them. It says, Kumaro was the pick that finally told me that Brian, the brainstem had gone all the way around the bend. Boza was just a delicate flower whose body couldn't stand the rigors of the NFL. Eric Kumaro just flat out sucked, it says. Yeah, Eric Kumaro is going to line up for the Dolphins. That's what Joe Zagaki said. Joe Zagaki. Oh, sucks, Joe, okay? get a personality transplant, please, Joe. Or just get one installed. In order to get a transplant, you have to, like, take out the old one. He doesn't have one to replace. That's bad, but it happens to be true. It's very sad. And what I also didn't realize, sports fans, see, I'm not, I don't, I'm just out of the loop. This ACC tournament that the Hurricanes really sucked and lost big time, yeah. that had nothing to do with the College World Series. The regionals are still on the way. Of course, yeah. Well, what do you mean, of course? I thought that had something to do with it, but it doesn't. It was the ACC tournament. Right, that was the ACC tournament, and as a result of that, uh, nothing. I guess the winner of that would get an automatic uh, invite to the College World Series. Is that the way it works? That's the way it works. Well, they didn't win. So anyway, but the point I'm trying to make is that the regional tournament, um, I think it was being announced, uh, I don't know, over the weekend sometime. Do we have any information on that, God forbid? No. Because if that's the case, George, I'm just mentioning this in passing that maybe later. Now, isn't that the end of this week it starts? Wait, we're finding out more. Oh, we're getting some information right now from our hurricane connection. Update, update, download. And I'm thinking to myself, we might just scam another one of these uh, 10 o'clock in the morning games. Because I know when the regionals, they do sometimes have three games in one day, with the first one starting at 10 o'clock in the morning. All right. Okay? I wouldn't want to say that we want the hurricanes to be playing 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but it certainly is a possibility. Okay, what's the information? Actually, they're playing Friday at 7. And if they win, they play Saturday at 7, so... Ah, jeez. Like yeah. I said, screw the Canes. Congratulations. Get alive. The city has been fine again. Watch the torrent. Watch the torrent. It's on the journey. Watch the torrent. Watch the torrent. Watch them all right down the old turlet, boys and girls. 10.45 at 5.60. Even the Grimm's fairy tales can go down there, too, okay? All the bubble mices, all these silly stories, all these hate-filled uh, tomes invented by man. Speaking of hate-filled and bubble mices, what's the yes. president going on about? You know, he doesn't do these news conferences unless he's going to waste It's not a hard. news conference. The weeks ahead will bring important decisions on spending bills. Well, that's good. Anyway, you want to know what America is really all about? This one story to me, and I know that it's flying in the face of the popular culture because America's got this love affair with guns, man. They love their guns. They're obsessed with guns. Shoot them up. See, I want to say uh, something really revolutionary, which, of course, you'll just laugh at, and that is that all of this business of shooting any kind of guns for uh, sport, for fun, that should be outlawed immediately. Find another hobby. I have no okay? life. Take up stamp collecting. Take up bowling, shuffleboard, anything else. Forget about using guns. Oh, well, we want to go out and shoot, you know, in the range. Well, too bad. That home on the range crap, that went out with the uh, cowboys and Indians. Oh, I'm sorry. 
But this story from Tower, Minnesota, a four-year-old boy was fatally wounded. He's dead, in other words, they don't want to say killed, fatally wounded, when he wandered behind a paper target while family and friends were practicing shooting, authorities said. <laughs> Evan Davis Klassen of Chisago Chis- City. Careful. What is that? Is that is that is that a misprint? Is it Chicago City or Chisago City? That's what it says here, mm. Minnesota. I never heard of that. Was shot around 1.45 p.m. Sunday at Lake Vermilion, where a group of about a dozen people gathered for the Memorial Day weekend. All right, it's the American uh, Joyce and Way, baby. They thought they had the kids under control, said Sergeant James McKenzie of the St. Louis County Sheriff's Department. While the paper target didn't completely obscure the child, he was wearing camouflage pants that made him difficult to see against the foliage, McKenzie said. Right. Well, it's better than wearing Zuba's pants. He was wearing camouflage pants. Oh, yeah, that's good parenting there. Right. Well, that's right. Make sure that if he does happen to wander into the shooting area, that uh, you can't see it. Does it also mention that he was wearing a hat with deer antlers on it? As a matter of fact, now that you mention it, a 40-year-old man fired a handgun about 30 feet through the target into the boy. Mackenzie called the shooting as a pretty straightforward accident and said no charges were likely to be filed. The man's name and relationship with the boy were not released. How old was this boy? Oh, four. I was going to say maybe Miss Kamal was let out for the holiday weekend. It's a little young even for him. After the shooting, people rushed the boy to a nearby lodge. Emergency medical workers arrived, but he was already dayed. He's dead, four-year-old boy, because Americans were out there having a good time. Good old uh, country shooting time, man, on Memorial Day. Like in Hialeah, but they were shooting them off. They'll be doing like on the 4th of July, which I never realized was a Cuban holiday, but nevertheless, it will be on the 4th of July. You can be sure of that. Now, that's what the Americans do as their pastime. The Brits, you'll love this story, contestants in a traditional British cheese rolling competition, broke bones and... Broke bones and took skin off knees and elbows yesterday in their pursuit of a giant piece of cheese down a steep hill. Must have been some hard cheese. The Americans are busy shooting each other, and the British are busy chasing the old cheese. (laughs) Oh, man. The competition in which participants hurl themselves 640 feet down a hill after an eight-pound piece of cheese has been celebrated for centuries in Gloucester, whatever, Gloucester, northwest of London. Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire. I don't know what it is. Racist thought to work. I don't care. The racist thought to originate from a heathen festival to welcome the spring. Oh, see, that'll teach those bloody heathen bastards. The first person to follow the cheese across the line at the bottom of the hill wins the cheese and a small cash prize. Probably just a few pence. About 30, man. About 30 pence. Thousands of people attended Monday's event, and a local ambulance service reported three people taken to hospital with suspected fractured limbs, while 18 were treated for bruises and abrasions. And it's got a picture here <laughs> of this kid who's being strapped with a stretcher. <laughs> oh, no. Chris Anderson, 17, clasps his double Gloucester cheese to his chest as he waits to be taken away on a stretcher suffering a sprained ankle after claiming first prize in one of the races in the ancient daredevil sport of cheese rolling at Cooper's Hill in Brockworth, England yesterday. The seven-pound chunk of double Gloucester cheese can reach speeds of up to 70 miles an hour, and many of the competitors suffered, uh, like I just said. (laughs) The Cooper's Hill cheese roll includes seven races in total, four of them downhill. Oh, gee, too bad the Humper didn't know about it. He might have made a few bets on those. The pain was worth it, Chris said. The cheese is going straight in the cupboard when I get home. It's definitely not for eating. I would think not. 
Organizer Richard Jeffrey said yesterday's event ran smoothly. Injuries were down from the previous years. It's a good part of the local heritage and tradition we'd like to keep on going. So, like I said, Americans are busy shooting them all up. Anybody who might get in the way, just throwing their crap away. And the Brits are chasing their cheese. So, they are silly as uh, a bunch of old coots. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon Singular Wireless lines. What South Florida athlete was the biggest stiff? Let's take a look at that QAM lineup and see how we're doing here on the day after on the last day of May. We got Mo at the two. Mad Dog at four. Six thirty. Marlins on deck. Marlins in Pittsburgh again to take on the Pirates at seven oh five. Followed by the Ed Kaplan show. Now, what's that stadium they're playing at now? That's about the eighteenth new stadium they've had in Pittsburgh. They had like. Uh, Forbes Field, and they had Three Rivers Stadium. And what's the one there now? Um, I'm not sure. Oh. What do you mean you're not sure? You're supposed to be our contact. We just got you fed on Friday, and you're, like, uh, letting us down here on the Marlin information? That's bad, isn't it? Like, Tricom, Triplecom, uh, not the Rogers I'll look it up. I'll look Park. it up for you. I don't know what the hell. That doesn't really make any difference. It's just, just amazing to me that Three Rivers Stadium wasn't really all that old in the first place, as wasn't uh, Crosley Field. In, now, what was the one in PNC, Cincinnati? PNC Park. Oh, well, who cares? What's the one in Cincinnati? They had Riverfront after Crosley Field. Originally played when I was like the 100 years old. Great American Ballpark. Yeah, see, I mean, every we got to have a new ballpark. That's the thing. Let's get a new ballpark for the Marlins. And like in five years, we can build them another new ballpark. What was wrong with the old ballparks, for Christ's sakes? WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I got a stiff for you. I'll bet. Hey, uh, Alec Kessler, Miami Heat. Okay. I don't know if you remember him, but he was... No, I don't, I don't pay too much attention to that crap. I do remember the name, though. How about that Heat, by the way? Oh. Them Heat, those Heat. Go, Shaq. All right. Go, Shaq. No, I don't care. But it is interesting that everybody said, oh, they can't compete with Detroit, man. They can't compete with the Pistons. Well, guess what? Looks to me like they won two out of the first three. I could be wrong about that. But even somebody who doesn't give a flying rat's ass about it knows that uh, they won two of the first three, didn't they, Josh? Yes, they did. Sure as hell did. How about some AHL hockey? The St. John's Maple Leaf. Ball coming at 437. Moose on the power play. Well, the Moose are on the power play. Let's watch a little bit of that. Or... Yeah, that's a name for the past. Here comes Derek Smith. Now copy knocking it away. Ahead to Gretzky. Shoots off the goal pole. I'll be damned. That Gretzky, man. What a new deal. Fired it in for Ricky. He got it back out. Well, that's enough of that hockey crap. But they are having some fruitful talks these days, especially after ESPN said, hey, we're dropping you guys, and that's 60 million, you can forget about it. And they're saying, well, gee, you sure of that? We want to, like, uh, get our act together. I See, if here's a hockey one, even though I don't want to put a lot of hockey ones on there, because the Panther organization has had such a succession of stiffos on there, but that's even worse than talking about horse racing. With this audience, they just have no interest. Essa Tikkanen, that's my choice. I'm sorry? E-S-A-T-I-K-K-A-N-E-N. T-I-K-K-A-N-E-N. Essa Tikkanen, who had a very stellar career uh, on and off through a bunch of different teams, but not with the Panthers. By the time he came to the Florida Panthers, he was already just uh, figure skating. He was just out there for a skate. And seeing these big uh, figure eights, you know, like he was involved in some Olympic skating competition, and he didn't uh, even work up a sweat. Nice going there, bow tie. Good old Bill Torrey and the BM brothers, man, they were really something. Essateekin. And there were so many of them. Like, uh, for example, who was the other um, uh, noted uh, Norwegian guy or a Swedish guy? What the hell was his name? Huh? I'm the wrong guy. Oh, come on, come on, you can do it. No, I know uh, I know Peter Worrell on this list. He was the, the black guy. Uh, he was a stiff. 
I don't know. Stiff would be an understatement. He was just uh, he's just a brawler. He was a dirty player. He yeah, I got to say, because I, when I went to see him play, all he would do was, you know, just kick people. Right. He, just, so he was just a uh, fighter. That's all. Not really a player. He had no skills. Couldn't skate. Was always falling down, tripping over the blue line, things like that. I was going to say Anders Eriksson. That's the other um, uh, Scandinavian guy. Real stiff. But you don't want to put that on there because he won't get any votes. They don't know who that is. There, there have been so many. So many. Nice going there with that Panther organization. How are the Panthers doing? Any interest? No. Even a little bit? No. WQAM, hello. Robert Swala. Now get out of here, Robert Swala. He was an all-star, you idiot. What a moron. Jesus, who actually played for the make-believes for a while. What a jackass, Robert Swala. Jesus, see what I'm saying about hockey knowledge in South Florida? How about Pavel Burry? You want to put him on there, too? You idiot, you moron, you jackass, you, uh... You fairy. WQAM, Hello. Yeah, Stryker's got a power play. <laughs> yeah, I bet you, you like watching it, too. Wow. Five, six, seven. <laughs> Ever see Jeff Stryker? No. In fact, next Memorial Day, Jeff's going to shoot her. WQAM, hello. Hey, fellas, how are you? Pretty good, Pally. What do you got? Great show. I wanted to just mention that um, the River Stadium was opened in about 1971. I remember going to the first game ever played there as a child. Really? As Bob Prince would say, it was at the confluence of the Ohio, the Allegheny, and the Monongahela Rivers. That is correct. It was those right there in the middle there. That's why they named it Three Rivers, for those who really care about such crap. So, 71, and then when did they open the new ballpark? I don't know. I've lived down here ever since. So, in other words, maybe about, about 30 years later, they got to have another new ballpark. It's just getting pretty ponderous, man. So, pretty soon, there'll be a ballpark on every street corner. I felt old when I heard that the stadium that I went to when it opened had already been torn down. Yeah, that's that time. And how about me? I, I remember when I was became a Pirates fan, they were playing in Forbes Field. So what does that say? Now they're in their third incarnation. So I'm just an old goat. You and me it was both. A big, it was a big deal because they had they had moved into the new stadium the year following their World Series win in 70 or 71. 71. Right. Over, over the Orioles. That's when Clemente had that great World Series, right? Yeah, and uh, Chicken on the Hill with Willie Stargell. Chicken on the Hill with Will, baby. Now we're talking Bob Prince, baby. Oh. Now we're talking real broadcasters. He ain't no Joe Zagaki, thank God. And he's still dead. Thanks a lot, Pally. Andy Tengi and Duck Alice, great team. Right, see you in the nursing home. Okay. Okay. Man, we're getting old. Hey, that's the way it goes. It beats the alternative. 1040, uh, 10.56. Look at that. The first hour is gone. Oh. Holy cow. Before you wow. know it, it's going to be time for another vacation. It'll be the 4th of July. It'll be the summer schedule. All, all these things are coming along, man. All of these things. Wow. So much to look forward to. Russia saying the same thing. Now I know. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Right now on Access Hollywood. Mr. Leno, could you talk about your day at the Michael Jackson trial? Um, I guess I could. It's been good for like a thousand jokes in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I know. I was called by the defense. I'm a defense witness, so apparently they've never seen this program. Michael can't be happy about this whole thing. Michael was furious when he heard these allegations. At one point, he became so angry, he actually got some color in his face. So, uh, how does Michael think this whole thing's going to work out? I think Michael's pretty confident. He says today he's going to have a big party at Neverland Ranch when I to quit it. BYOB, bring your own. Wow, it's 11.02 at 5.60. Do you have a problem hearing the beginning of that, or was that just on my end? I don't know what you're talking about. Play it again. Oh, in other words, it was just fine? I didn't hear anything. What, what does that mean? I didn't hear anything wrong. Oh, I see. 
I thought maybe you just weren't paying any attention. What? Uh, my suggestion for the pulses of facts here is earthquake Eddie Blake. I also seem to recall that he got busted for drugs in Canada sometime last year. P.S. Whatever happened to your book about attacking the buffet table? P.P.S. When will your old whammy shows be available on DVD? <laughs> yeah, that book's coming out. That'll be uh, the same day that uh, Berkeley gets a new account on the show. That's when the book's coming out. Uh, Michael faxes and says, The biggest stiff I ever had the misfortune of witnessing down here has got to be Robbie Niedermeyer. Let me tell you about the day that uh, I was invited to lunch with Jeff Rimmer and his wife and Robbie Niedermeyer at uh, Chili's. Okay. Over there by the sawgrass. All right. I've told you this many, many times. Have you? I was invited to lunch, but then again, guess who bought? You? Yeah. It says, for all of Jay Fiedler's faults, and God knows there were tons of them, his heart and effort could never be questioned. The same could not be said for old Robbie. What a waste of space. Robbie Niedermeyer. You got it on there? We do. Niedermeyer. I'm not going to tell you how to spell it. You worry about it. Eventually, it says here, some joker will call in, say Dan Marino or Pavel Bury. It's callers like those, and I'm sure you'll hear from them today, who make me long for the WYOD days when you would star 69 their sorry asses and put their phone numbers on the air. Oh, we don't want to do that no more. We don't want to pay him that much attention. It's more its uh, more fun this way. I have no We just life. don't really care anymore. See, back in IOD, maybe somebody cared. Why should we care when our management people don't care, right? Right. If they don't care, why should we care? We're not going to care more. Exactly. In other words, if they want us to care, we could care. But they don't want us to care, and they don't want us to, like, stir up a bunch of crap. So just uh, forget about it. And that's what we do. We right. get paid the same whether we check it out or not. It says, in conclusion, that inbred redneck bastard in Minnesota who accidentally shot the four-year-old kid should be accidentally gang-raped in prison nonstop for 20-odd years until he's accidentally executed by accidental lethal injection or even more accidental electrocution. How do you like that? All right. It says, Michael. Well, there you go, Michael. What can I tell you, okay? Yeah, a little kid gets blown away because they had him in camouflage pants <laughs> and standing behind the target. Oh, gee, I couldn't really tell it was a kid back there. It's like, uh, you know. Okay, he just kind of like blended in. And here's this moose call. Go play with it over there behind the target. Right, that's it. Five, six, seven. Hey, he's starting to look more like Charles Antlers every day. And pound five sixty on the Verizon singular wireless line. Oh, and speaking of that, you know the juicy man. What the hell's his name? Uh, oh, I don't know. The red face. Oh uh, yeah, Jack Lane. Yes, you do. Jack Lane's not the juicy man. Yeah, he, he is now. Okay. See, you don't watch the infomercials on Sunday. There's nothing else on. You or better or get or rid any of other day. Well, Sunday is loaded with them. It's either eat the press and that fat-faced uh, Tim Russert, that red-faced, fat-faced buffalo freak, or uh, it's uh, infomercials. Ron Popeil, and there's uh, Chef Tony, and uh, there's the Flavor Wave uh, Deluxe Oven Man. That's a great, that's the best investment I made in years. That thing is fantastic. But uh, then there's also this other crap. Five, oh, and I know what it was. Remember I was uh, forgetting about last week I was starting to talk about the um, Internet on my uh, blueberry, blackberry? Yeah. And then I kind of like lost my train. Well, I forgot it again. Okay. Five, six, seven. Oh, I, know, I just had it there on the tip of my tongue and then just uh, kind of... You're going to get a lot of that these next three years because when you get as old as I am. Huh? Yeah, no, I know. And uh, the drugs help a lot, too. Oh, yeah. That'll do it every time, especially here. No, what it is is that I can't stand these... Uh, and, and not just on the BlackBerry, but on any website, like the Herald. You've, you've been looking at a website for years. No problem at all. The Herald sucks. And then, and then you, like, click on it with, like, oh, well, first you have to register. That's what oh, I'm yeah, saying. Because to register on your, your BlackBerry, it's, it's almost impossible because it's just a little uh, screen, and you've got to scroll, and by the time it gets, it's not even worth it. It's not just the Herald. There's a whole bunch of them that want you to register. Sure, for, we do the stories, most of them. 
the Boston Globe and uh, the L.A. Times. Right. I, I don't want to register, you. okay? I don't want to give you any information. I just want your free crap on here, okay? We don't make people register before right. they look at our website, which, by the way, sure as hell beats the Herald's website sideways, upside down, and backwards. Who the hell are they kidding? Hey, you people at the Herald, your website sucks. WQAM, hello. Uh, good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. I have one for you, Paul. Yeah? Yeah, Teal Green. Yeah, Antle Green? Yeah, Teal Green, U.M. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Pally. Yentle Green. Okay. I guess he didn't hear the promo we played before, and if he did, he probably wouldn't understand any more than we do, you know? The one about Yentel Green. Speaking of the Dolphins, our Dave Joseph talked to Yentel Green. <laughs> oh, no. And wasn't I just talking about lentils before? Yes, you were, see? Well, I bet you Yentel likes his lentils, especially at uh, that time of the year, man. Lent. Boy, there's nothing more nasty. You go into a restaurant and you say, what's the soup of the day? They, and there are two that just send me gagging right to the bowl. You know what they are? Well, lentil, you know what one of them is? Lentil and the other is pea soup. Oh, God. I like it if it's good. I got the Exorcist DVD, the new unabridged one in the other room with all the special effects. I, if I want to see pea soup, I'll watch that. There is nothing worse than pea soup. I mean, everybody likes a little pea, you know? Like in Florence in that great restaurant we ate in. Those six little tiny piece surrounding that hummingbird egg. Man, that was a good appetizer. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I just tuned in. You got Ray, Ray Lucas on your poll? He's leading the pack, man. He's not leading, but he was the first one we put on there, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, second thing, uh, you want to catch Miss Universe last night? Canadian girl. How do you like that, eh? No, Miss Puerto Rico's Rob. Canadian girl wins it, eh? From, uh, what's it, from Ryder College. Nice going, honey. Oh, the Canadian girl wins the Miss Universe. I actually saw the end of that, and I called it. Called what? You th I called did the winner. Said deserving? This guy says uh, the Puerto the Rican. No, uh, no way. You mean they actually picked somebody hot for the uh, winner? Hot, hot enough. You know how they go. From Ryder University in all uh, Toronto, China, right downtown. Uh, whatever. Oh, here's oh here's another one. Yes, yes. It said the Panthers traded Wet Rhett Warner for Mike Wilson. I remember the scouting report on Wilson. Good skater with a heavy shot. They forgot can't play hockey. Mike Wilson, there's another one that isn't in the league anymore. Another uh, a Penguin reject. Mike Wilson, get that on. There's one that uh, Josh can actually spell. It says Warner's been to three Stanley Cup finals with three different teams. Wilson's playing roller hockey in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. How's it going, eh? In Medicine Hat. Oh, that's Robbie. I'm sorry. He's from Medicine Hat. You better start learning your Canadian uh, cities, like Chicoutimi. I know where Medicine Hat is. And you know where Chicoutimi is? No. It's in Quebec, eh? On the way to Montreal. Don't go to Montreal. I'm and I can find Radium Hot Springs, too. Without I'll be damned. How about uh, the PAS? The PA. There's a place called PAS, the PA. It's not just PAS. It's the PAS, the PA. And then there's the MA. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, you're, you're talking about all the problems with registering for websites. Uh, since you use Firefox, are you familiar with BugMeNot.com? BugMeNot? BugMeNot.com. It's an add-on or you can go to the website. And what it does is it, is it just brings up uh, pre-registered uh, user IDs and passwords that are kind of generic and can be used by anybody. Right. And, and and so you don't have to register. You if you go to a site. Yeah, but you still but you still got to figure fill out the form. No, no, no. That's the whole thing. You don't have to because these these passwords already exist and and they're and they're and they're you know valid passwords. 
So all you have to do is just use that password, and you get into the site without registering. But but that no. But you still have to write type those the password and the uh, code and all that. You still have to put that in there to get on it. Yeah, but just that one entry as opposed to having to put in all your all your personal stuff. Oh, I see. Okay, well, thanks a lot, Pally. Bug me now. You make stuff up anyway. At least I do. I have a dummy email. Well, well that, that's not my point of whether it's my in information or your right. information. The point is, I don't want to be bothered going right. through, like, taking a minute or two minutes or 40 seconds or or maybe even About 30, 30 minutes. seconds to sit there and diddle around. I just want to see the story, okay? Right. Life is short. You ought, to, you ought to kiss my ass. The fact that I want to see something on your garbage website, especially when the Herald pulled that. Right. That, now, this goes back to the day I was trying to find out if the Hurricanes won or lost. That was like last Wednesday. So we'd find out if we had a show on uh, Thursday. Am I right? Well, whatever. Right, whatever it was. And uh, so I go to the Herald and uh, their sports page, and I couldn't get on it because, oh, well, you got to register first. Well, why is that? I've checked your website out 80 million times before, you morons, you Joyce heads. You know why. Why? They want information so they can spam you. They, and put no, your, so, their they want information so they can they sell can it to somebody. Call you and all, right, exactly, all of it. Bastards. God, do I hate the things. But like I said, then the Boston, the Boston Globe, all of a sudden, I've been the same thing with them. This is a new trend. More and more of these places are starting with this new crap. We want your information. Just like in a prisoner. Remember? Mm -hmm. What do you want? Information. Well, they wouldn't give me no information. I've got to start watching the rest of those. are going to make you feel better. I would have. Oh, and uh, maybe someday, if you live long enough, you'll get those two DVDs. Why should I go out and buy them again when I already paid for them? Exactly. Huh? Give me something there, there, to look I bet you this week they show up there. Just like Josh being a skeptic on that food, which I, I noticed that he kind of like minimized the uh, impact of that whole deal. You were adamant. You were like chastising me every single day on the show. Oh, why do you even bring it up again, you silly old fat fag? Why do you talk about that? You know it's not going to happen. Nobody's going to bring us any food in the press box. Well, I mean, and then, and then even when I he meant told like me, nobody like sitting at the game is going to be like, hey, what difference does it make who brought? Look at, look, let me it see this me. Listen to me. Trust me. Listen to this. Okay. If somebody brought you a suitcase with a million dollars in small bills and cash in it, okay, would it make a difference who it was that brought it? Whether it was a listener, whether it was a sponsor, whether it was uh, somebody's a mother-in-law, would it make a difference? Not at all. Well, there you go. So just kiss the ground and uh, thanks to our good friends Troy and Troy. Right. I told you we'd come through for you. And then we'll still get that pizza up there. We've got a long way to go. It's only the 1st of June tomorrow. We've got a long season, man, no, all the way until October. That's what I'm saying. Nobody that is, is a listener is just going to go to the game and remember to bring Because they're cheap. Pizza. They don't care about us. Right. But the that's fact of the I'm matter saying. is that Troy from Balance for Life, he for did. whatever reason, which through. I can't imagine, he still likes us. I don't know why. He still likes us in spite of that Baba Ganoush. Oh, just be glad he didn't bring you any, <laughs> any Baba Ganoush. <laughs> next time, he said. Yeah, next time. Just a whole big cooler full of baba ganoush. Maybe that might uh, wake up that Dave Van Boren a little bit. Might also lower Roxy's voice an octave or two. It couldn't hurt, Roxy. 11.13 at QAM. Dish Munchkin. Join the NRA Supercharge Gun today. Have yourself some down-home Christian fun. You can't. Blow your friends away. We'll back you all the way. Defending your right to own a gun. When you think of all the benefits you're getting, life will be sweeter when you pack your heater. You carry a license to be deadly. Come on and join today. It's the American way to be a member of the NRA. Oh! Aim for the beat. Aim for the chest. And always aim for the head in case they're wearing the best. 
Sharpen your skills Get more fun We'll be there to defend your right to own a gun Come on and join today And you'll be proud to say You're a member of the NRA Number 19 at 560 WQM. I can honestly tell you of all the places I've been in the world, which I haven't been to Iraq or Iran or some of them uh, Stone Age countries, but of the places I've been, the only place where at nighttime especially, but like even in the broad daylight, as you're walking down the street and you're afraid that maybe you're going to get shot, maybe not conscious of it all the time, although in L.A. you are, but uh, it's the U.S., okay? Yeah. Crazy people with guns. Everybody's got guns. They got guns up the old yin-yang. I'm going to go get me some just in time for October. Go out and get a whole bunch of them today. Fill up your uh, SUV with guns. I don't want to be the only nut that does Blow that crap away, especially starting October 1, when the new Florida law goes into effect, signed by your fat-ass governor that most of you approve of, that if somebody like gives you, like, a if they look dangerous, if they give you, like, that evil eye, if there's, like, a little confrontation over a parking spot, if they come up within 15 feet at the ATM and look like they got that Robin look in their eyes or Batman look. Just blow their crap away. That's it. They don't no charge left on the green light there. Just like that guy in Minnesota. No charges. He's just uh, funning. He's having some fun. Four hundred twenty-nine votes. What South Florida athlete was the biggest stiff? Don't care. I'm not a sports nerd. One hundred and fourteen. Twenty-six and a half percent of this crowd. They don't give a flying Joyce about sports. How do you like that, huh? You Joyce heads. Jay Fiedler, forty-seven. Sammy Smith, forty-three. Look at the way he's moving up there fast. Ray Lucas, thirty-eight. I think it's a racial thing. Oh, that's right, Jay Fiedler. Oh, and an uh, anti-Semite thing. Mortesti's distraught and also an anti-Spick thing, 37. Harold Miner, 29. Uh, Lawrence Phillips, 25. Cecil Collins, 21. He's looking in that window, baby. He's another one. Is he still doing time? Don't know. Hank was doing about the uh, all the jailbirds from the Dolphins. Uh, Peter Royal, 11. He's another one. Had a little bit of a <coughs> DUI problem, which the team did a really good job of uh, keeping that quiet for a long time. Uh, Steve Emptman, 11. Is that correct? Yes. Who is he? He was uh, a defensive lineman. Well, I'll be damned. Probably not a very good one. No. Uh, Chris Wells, 9. Oh, boy, did he suck or what, huh? Absolutely. In fact, maybe Mo will be talking about Chris Wells and Essa taking in this afternoon on his show. He'll probably be talking about Cube. No, about yeah. that. Uh, Junior Felix, eight. Ronnie Cycley, seven. See, you said, why would it? Oh, it's Roni Cycley, is what you got here. Roni. Roni Cycley, seven. John Boza, six. Bobby Humphreys, five. He used to snort up in uh, side of the chalk lines. Uh, Yentel Green. Look at the Yatil Green. Oh, that's right. That was his name, three. See, after you say something long enough, it's like Mo, you know? After you say it long enough, you don't know what the real name was anymore. No Mo. Three for uh, Yentel Green. Robbie Niedermeyer had a pair. Unfortunately, never used him playing for us. Essatikin in two, the old figure skater. Boy, he just round and around. Way behind a play, too, because otherwise if he got up in the play, he might got hurt. Alec Kessler won, and Mike Wilson so far has got the Oh, That's because nobody knows who that is. Jamar Fletcher, Dolphins number one draft choice for the 2001 season. Somebody suggests Jamar Fletcher, or is that Jamar? Jamar, you see no, him, the Jamar. Jamar. You realize what a stiff he was. <coughs> Boy, so many stiffs in so little time. Purported uh, Al Zarqawi tape addresses Bin Laden. You know our good friend Al Zarqawi? Oh, yeah. The one that was dead. or Oh, yeah, and you're right. It is a press conference. Just that, like, kind of like out in front of the... Uh, People around me. He's yeah, pushing see? that social security. You just can't stand it. That nobody. And wants. he's also pushing the fact he's going to veto any uh, federal uh, right. uh, stem cell. funds for stem cell, embryonic it's stem cell. He wants to keep repeating the same stuff over and over. And yesterday, Arlen Specter 
Remember Bush Inspector? Yep. Our inspector said that he's got enough votes to override the veto. How do you like that? I said, put that in your pipe and smoke it, El Presidente. You goofball, you doofus, you. Don't tell him that. Thank you very much, Chairman, for that. Yeah. <laughs> and keep in mind that they select the questioners in advance, and they already know what the questions are. That's the way he'll have a press conference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, my question is about China, which looms larger in the line. Yeah, it looms large. They're living large, as uh, Defoe would say. Remember Defoe? I don't want to say it. They're living large. Don't say it. Anyway, insurgent leader uh, Al Zarqawi, who uh, we thought was dead, just like Chemical Ali, we killed him. How many times did we kill him? About 30 times they told us we killed him. He's still alive. Man. I bet you that, uh, what's his name, is really upset about that. Solozzo. Virgil Solozzo. Yeah, that is a job. They, they, they hit him with uh, 30 shots. About 30, man. He's still alive. That damn well, Al Zarqawi. Bad news for me. Suffer and bad news for you if you don't get your act together. Suffered only a minor combat wound and called on Osama Yamama to put an unspecified plan into motion. Oh my God! It puts the motion into plan, according to an audio taped statement attributed yesterday to the Jordanian-born terrorist. Oh, but there was all that blood pouring out. And he was like, oh, he was injured so bad. Oh, by the way, it was um, Alan killed Philip on Guiding Light. Of course, they don't know about it yet, but we do. CNN is not, and of course, maybe some of you folks out there, the guy in the light crowd, want to call up uh, some of the characters on the show and tell them, Alan did it, you idiots. Stop chasing poor Harley. Alan did it. CNN has not confirmed the voice on the recording. Well, we already know that, but uh, they will after a few days. Oh, well, we checked it all out. It was him. The statement addressed to bin Laden says rumors that Al was wounded seriously enough to come uh, in combat to seek treatment at a hospital in the western Iraqi city of Ramadi have no truth in them. They're a pack of lies. I am now, thank God, between my brothers and my family in Iraq. I'm practicing the battle against the Crusaders, the statement says. In a recording titled, A Letter from a Soldier to His Emir, the speaker calls on Bin Laden to give the signal to put an unspecified plot into action. How do you like that? An unspecified plot. Something's going on. Yeah. So that poor woman who wants... Although at least we didn't have any uh, terrorist thing, thank goodness, in uh, Vegas over the weekend. Isn't that good? Yeah, that's good. Remember that lady caller we had sure. uh, said she was going to Vegas for the weekend? got her all worried. I, I said, oh, Memorial Day weekend. Oh, my God. Oh, that's just the perfect time. Oh, July 4th weekend sounds more likely to me. I believe that the plan has already reached you or is on its way, and we are waiting for your instructions, the speaker says. Al Zarqawi. The speaker blasts President Bush as the dog of the yellow skin. And I didn't know uh, Bush was Chinese. And calls Iraqi President Jalal Talibani a Zionist American and the enemy of God. Damn, God! I challenge you, if you are a man, to walk down the street in any part of Iraq, the speaker taunts Talibani. Oh, see what I was saying before? The U.S. and Iraq are the only two places I don't want to walk down the street because you're going to get shot. They're a bunch of crazy people with guns, and although I will say they got more car bombs, suicide bombers over there, but nevertheless. I got some good news for you. Follow right. up to a story we had last week about that chicken in Ridgecrest, California, that got a ticket for jaywalking, crossing the road. Okay. A chicken that got a ticket for crossing the road has clawed his way out of it. The $54 citation for impeding traffic was dismissed Friday after Link and Helena Moore's attorney argued that the fowl was domesticated and could not be charged as livestock. It was a domestic chicken. State law restricts livestock on highways, but not domestic <laughs> animals. And like a dog, if your dog crosses the street, he's not going to get a ticket for it, right? I see. The chicken was ticketed March 26 for impeding traffic after it wandered down a road in Johannesburg, a rural mining community southeast of Ridgecrest, California. The Moore said they got the ticket because they were among several people who complained that deputies had done too little to curb noisy off-road vehicle riders. So that was like revenge. Mm -hmm. 
For the last two and a half years, no one's been able to stop the kids riding their bikes in the middle of the road or the neighbor's dogs running around our hood, Link Moore said. But when our chicken escaped and crossed the road, once it became a huge issue. Sheriff's officials said the ticket had nothing to do with the Moore's complaints. Do we believe him? No. Absolutely not. When it comes to entertainment, back to big size. The biggest personality. Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560. Rock Solid. Oh, yeah. All right. All the harper. Every time I see. That retarded dim witch. Limbaugh, his attorney urged a judge today to limit the medical records that prosecutors can review for their investigation and whether the conservative commentator illegally purchased painkillers. <laughs> attorney Roy Black said the records, which were seized in 2003, should be reviewed by a judge before they're open to prosecutors. Assistant State Attorney James Mart said investigators have agreed not to publicly disclose the personal details contained in the medical records. He urged Palm Beach Circuit Judge Jeffrey A. Winnikoff to act quickly because the investigation's already been stalled more than 18 months by appeals. They just went in doubt. They drag it out. On and on it goes. There's not an investigation in criminal law that gets better with time. This thing's been protracted and protracted and protracted, Mart said, and protracted. Limbaugh hoped to keep his records close to the prosecutors, but he lost at the circuit court and appellate court levels. And, of course, as we know, the Florida Supremes said, we're not going to hear the case. Oh! Good. Fry his phony, hypocritical ass, his finger-pointing ass, okay, and the rest of them, too. <laughs> Pill-popping, deaf uh, idiot. What? You notice how fast they covered all of that stuff up about how all his sure. hearing problems all that crap and about the oxys and the side effects? Yeah. Just amazing. Anybody on the far right, man, no matter the farther to the right, the whatever the hell they do, they get off. The Supreme Court, by the way, uh, overturned the uh, conviction of the Arthur Anderson people, you know, in the Enron scandal. They said, uh-uh. How do you like that? Nice. What about Arthur Murray? Now, here's a good column, and you'll never guess who wrote it. It's like a miracle. Old Ralph Nader and Kevin Zeese. Okay. Kevin Zeese is director of Democracy Rising U.S. Ralph Nader is an old Joyce Hole. But nevertheless... 
the I-word impeachment. How do you like that? Oh. I like it a lot. I've been saying that. How many months have I been saying that? About what is wrong minutes. with this country, for Christ's sakes? They say the impeachment of President Bush and Vice President Cheney under Article 2, Section 4 of the Constitution should be part of mainstream political discourse, and they are... Absolutely correct. Sirs. Minutes from a summer 2000 meeting involving British Prime Minister Tony Blair revealed that the Bush administration was fixing the intelligence to just justify invading Iraq. U.S. intelligence used to justify the war demonstrates repeatedly the truth of the meeting minutes. Evidence was thin and needed fixing. President Clinton was impeached for perjury about his sexual relationships, comparing Clinton's misbehavior to a destructive and costly war occupation launched in March 2003 under false pretenses in violation of domestic and international law certainly merits introduction of an impeachment resolution. Eighty-nine members of Congress have asked the president whether intelligence was manipulated to lead the U.S. to war. The letter points to British meeting minutes that raised troubling new questions regarding the legal justifications for the war. Those minutes described the case for war as thin and Sodom as non-threatening to his neighbors, and Britain and America had to create conditions to justify a war. Finally, military action was seen as inevitable, but the intelligence and facts were being fixed around the policy. Indeed, there were no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, nor any imminent threat to the U.S. The IAEA, Iraqi Inspection Team, reported in 1998, there were no indications of Iraq having achieved its pro uh, program goals of producing a nuclear weapon, nor were there any indications that there remained in Iraq any physical capability for productive amounts of weapon-usable material. A 2003 update by the IAEA reached the same conclusions, eh? The CIA told the White House in February 2001, we don't have any direct evidence that Iraq has reconstituted its weapons of mass destruction programs. None. Zero. Nada. Not a bit. Not a piece. Colin Powell said in February 2001 that Saddam Hussein has not developed any significant capability with respect to weapons of mass destruction. The CIA told the White House in fall 2002 memos not to make claims of Iraq uranium purchases. CIA Director George Tenet personally called top national security officials imploring them not to use that claim as proof of an Iraq nuclear threat. Regarding unmanned bombers highlighted by Bush, the Air Force's National Air and Space Intelligence Center concluded they could not carry weapons spray devices. The Defense Intelligence Agency told the President in June 2002 that the unmanned aerial bombers were unproven. Further, there was no reliable information showing Iraq was producing or stockpiling chemical weapons or whether it had established chemical agent production facilities. When discussing WMD, the CIA used words like might and could. The case was always circumstantial with equivocations, unlike the President and Vice President. Like for example, Cheney said on August 26, 2002, simply stated there is no doubt that Saddam Hussein now has weapons of ash destruction. The State Department in 2003 said, The activities we have detected do not add up to a compelling case that Iraq is currently pursuing an integrative and comprehensive approach to acquire nuclear weapons. The National Intelligence Estimate, issued in October 2002, said, We have no specific intelligence information that Saddam's regime has directed attacks against U.S. territory. The U.N., IAEA, the State and Energy Departments, the Air Force's National Air and Space Intelligence Center, U.S. inspectors, even the CIA concluded there was no basis for the Bush-Cheney public assertions. Yet President Bush told the public in September 2002 that Iraq could launch a biological or chemical attack in as little as 45 minutes after the order was given, and just before the invasion, the president said, facing clear evidence of peril, we cannot wait for the final proof, the smoking gun, that could come in the form of a mushroom cloud. 
The president and vice president have artfully dodged the central question. Did the administration mislead us into war by manipulating and misstating intelligence concerning weapons of mass destruction and alleged ties to al-Qaeda? Yes. Suppressing contrary intelligence? Yes. And deliberately exaggerating the danger of a contained, weakened Iraq posed to the U.S. and its neighbors? Yes. If this is answered affirmatively, Bush and Cheney have committed high crimes and misdemeanors. It is time for Congress to investigate the illegal war in Iraq as we move toward the third year of this endless quagmire that many security experts believe jeopardizes U.S. safety by recruiting and training more terrorists. A resolution of impeachment will be the first step. Based on the mountains of fabrication, deceptions, and lies, it is time to debate the I-word. All right. Absolutely. How you like that? You go, Ralph. That old goat, Ralph Nader, and Kevin Zess. He's a piece. Oh, look at that. The Iraqi president tells CNN the Saddam trial within two months. They had to postpone it because we got to get the uh, closing arguments in Michael Jackson trial first. Okay. When it comes to entertainment, it's Neil Rogers. Neil Rogers. Over to Hello, my Hello? Jennifer? What the hell's the matter, honey? says America is in big trouble. The undeniable proof can be found at onegoodmove.org. Click on May Archives and watch a clip of W Speech last week. Catapult the propaganda. Simply un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. says here. Neil, may God be with us. says Harry Miami. Good luck to you, Harry. I'll pray for us. Now, more bad news. i got two pieces of bad news and one good news. Okay? Yeah. All right. Let's get the bad ones out of the way. Four Italian troops died in a helicopter crash overnight in Baghdad. 
At least they were Italian. And the governor of Anbar province was found dead after clashes between U.S. forces and insurgents who abducted him three weeks ago. Meanwhile, President Jalal Talabani told CNN authorities expect to put Saddam Hussein on trial the next two months once we get this Michael Jackson business taken care of. Now, no. bad news from uh, Boston. I bet you Josh knows about this. What? You know who died? Uh, who? You don't know. Well, I'm going to tell you, you are so out of the loop. For thousands and thousands of Spanish-speaking members of Red Sox Nation, Juan Pedro J.P. Villamon was the voice. You don't know him? Who? The man who screamed until he was hoarse and laughed easily as he told fans about David Ortiz's mammoth home runs, Manny Ramirez's adventures in the field, and the team's miraculous comebacks. Villamon, the Spanish-language play-by-play radio announcer for the Red Sox games, died early yesterday when his Ford Explorer sideswiped a truck on Interstate 93 near Wilmington, rolled down an embankment and slammed into a tree. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Police said he appeared to be speeding when he lost control of his SUV. The driver of the truck hasn't uh, wasn't injured. No charges uh, have been filed. He was a he was from the Republica Dominicana, and he's dead. Okay. I wonder though here why it talks about how he. Uh, you know, describe, uh, didn't he also describe the exploits of all the other Anglo players on the team, you know? I would imagine. I would think. But, you know, every, everything has to be, like Dan LaBastard. Oh, uh, we didn't win a series, Miami. It was us, the Cubans, won a series. It was Levon, Levon. Let's play that song by Elton John, Levon. Come on. Not. Now you want the good news? Okay, we know. Well, you already, you already know, but you're, you're such an anti-Christian, you're such an anti-Christian, and an anti-Christian Slater person. I think probably yeah. because you're anti-Christian, so therefore anybody a named Christian. Like Christian Brando, you probably don't like him too much either. Hey, he warned her. Yeah, about the bitch. After Christian Slater was arrested in Manhattan early today, after he sexually harassed a woman on the street, police said. All right. Now here's a picture of uh, actor Christian Slater being escorted by the police in the New York police car this morning. Looks just like Christian Slater. Slater, 35, was taken into custody in an Upper East Side neighborhood of Manhattan after police responded to a call from a woman who said she had been attacked while walking, said New York Police Sergeant Mary Doherty. Basically, he grabbed a woman behind on the a woman's behind, okay, a woman's Rectum. ass on the street, said Doherty, adding that Slater was intoxicated at the time. Oh yeah, kind of like Willie Joe Namath there, huh? Uh, I just wanted to like uh, grab your ass. Yeah. He has been charged with third-degree sexual abuse as being held at the 19th Precinct in Manhattan, expected to be arraigned late this morning. Well, it's pretty late now. Slater has had previous trouble with the law. In 1997, he was charged with three counts of assault, one count of battery after he assaulted a girlfriend while intoxicated. He's a bad drug drunk, I guess. He served 59 days of a three-month sentence. He has starred in such films as Interview with a Vampire, released in 1994, Broken Arrow 96, and Heathers in 1989. And he sucks. We don't yes, like him a little tiny bit. We can't stand Christian Slater. And he's a gropey drunk. And he's a gropey drunk as well. Now, here's the big breakdown from CNN. W. Mark Felt. Can that be Felt? Was Deep Throat. Who? He was the number two man at the FBI. All the speculation about it might have been this one, might have been that one. And here's a guy that nobody ever heard of before. He's 91 years old. He's still alive. And he's come for an interview in Vanity Fair. He says, I was deep throat. To identify their sources in in, in a criminal investigation. For Edward and Bernstein, Watergate. Anybody remember that? No. Okay. Anybody remember Nixon? Huh? No. Who? Okay. Let's get some calls on here because we need to uh, intersperse just a few calls. So we can get as many possible stiffs on this poll as uh, we can. 
What South Florida athlete was the biggest stiff of all time? Don't care. I'm not a sports nerd. 137. 26% solid of this audience said, Your mama. We don't care. You won't make us care, and we won't care tomorrow or a week from Masukas either. How do you like that? Sammy Smith, 52. Jay Fiedler, 50. We got a good battle going on. Mortesti's Destrada, 44. Ray Lucas, 40. Harold Miner, 36. Lawrence Phillips, 33. Cecil Collins, 32. Eric Kumaro, 15. Eric Kumaro is going to line up for the Dolphins. Calm down, Joe. Don't get so excited. Peter Worrell, 14. Hey, speaking of bad drunks, <laughs> Steve Emptman, 12. I do like his uh, donuts, though. Not, can't stand that Emptman. Oh, I'm sorry. I better check my list. That's right. They're great. We love everything. We love everybody, everything. Uh, if, if it's food, we like it. <clears throat> Yentl Green, 11. Chris Wells, 9. Junior Felix, 9. John Boza, 8. Ronnie Cycli, or is that Ronnie Cycli's got 8. Jamar Fletcher's got six. Bobby Humphrey's five. Robbie Niedemeyer's got a pair. Essa Tekin in two. Alec Kessler's got two. And Mike Wilson well, don't have any because nobody. Well, first of all, he didn't play uh, very long with the Panthers. And secondly, there's no hockey fans. I mean, Big Stiff is the understatement of the century. Who do they trade for Mike Wilson? Somebody pretty good. Right, Warner. That's right. Like the fact said. A good player for a stiff. Nice going. A great organization. And they used to get really bad out of shape because I was ripping them an ass. And deservedly so. Uptight, thin-skinned incompetence. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing today? Sensational. How about the um, the long-gone David Woodley? Oh, poor David. I know, but he sucked. But didn't, didn't uh, he play in a Super Bowl, though? Yeah, but uh, he wasn't any good. He, he was horrible. Terrible. <laughs> okay. Well, he won't, right. at least he won't be upset by it. Thanks. David Woodley, rest in peace. He's a pretty good-looking guy, though. Was he? Yeah. That's about all I can say for him. And then he, his skin kind of turned. Didn't he have, like, a, what was it, a liver thing? Oh, he also had <laughs> problems, I do believe. Some kind of, was it booze, I guess? Whatever his deal was. Well, you know, when you play for the brainstem, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Just ask the mad dog. Right. Okay, lots of pressure. Ask uh, Kimba Bowcamper, he'll tell you. A lot of pressure. Remember the killer bees? Nope. No. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon. Those are the days, baby. It's a whole different lifetime, a different era in South Florida sports and football. Well, we got the heat going out. They won two out of three from Detroit, in spite of all the experts and the perverts saying they couldn't, like, uh, hold uh, their jock straps, something like that. I wonder what they're saying about it on the Raptors channel. Do you know that the Raptors are here? Now they call it NBA TV. And what are the Heat? Is it, uh, it's like, remember, what was, where was it, the, um, was it the WFL, the World Football League, where they had those ridiculous names like the Chicago Fire and the Detroit Wheel? There's ridiculous names in all those little leagues. Like the Miami Heat? No, there's nothing wrong with the Miami Heat. What kind of a name is that? Is it like a collective, I mean, you can't beat the Heat. There you go. Slogan. Yeah, I like that. That's cute. Two games to one. After dropping the opening contest Here of the Eastern go. Conference Finals, let's hear it for the Heat. Floor, the Miami Heat have responded by. I think Shaq for president, he'd be a good head of state. And the defending champions into a near must-win situation tonight at the Palace. The Heat are the ones talking about playing with their backs against All the wall. Right. Well, oh, there's Damon Jones, man. That's my hero. Nice. 
huge game for us. A game that we must win. Because of what happened, our confidence is always going to be high. You know, we well, that sounds like it. Well, that's a Ben Wallace from Detroit. We don't want to know basketball stuff. A little bit too sports intensivity. We don't want to get Clarence all or get his hopes up. Here's line nine, WQAM. Hello. Go to lunch, George. <laughs> oh. When you go to lunch, he doesn't have to go to lunch. Oh, he gets his lunch for free, and he gets it right there sitting on his ass. How do you like that? You're just jealous, Pally. <clears throat> what did he get today? BLTs from Howie's. BLTs from Howie's today, no charge. One thing Josh Cordes is learning about real fast, man, about the second day he worked on it, maybe even the first day. Free food. One of the perks of being in this business, you, most of the people don't make any uh, money at all. A few of us do, but most of the peons don't make a dime. But you get lots of free food and free aggravation and free lectures, too, all the time from the uh, intermediate management types. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Pretty good, Pally. What do you got? You got uh, Peter Worrell and Joe Sorella on there? Joe Sorella! Another yeah. obscure uh, defender. Yeah, okay, in fact, they made him into a coach. Did he last long? No. No. You ever coached before? No. It was the defenseman coach, and of course, how can you be a defensive coach when you can't play defense in the first place? C I R E L L A, Joe Sorella. Got it? Got He's going to get lots and lots of votes, man, from the zillions of Panther hockey fans out there from the knowledgeable South Florida hockey crowd. When it comes Let's to do a hockey it. show. What do you say? No, Come on. No, now. No. This week. Security Tom Ridge advising you to put duct tape on your radio when I raise the warning color to pink for the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. I'm dying out of here. You failed. 2004 sure sucked. Next year we'll have more luck. I can see it now. I bet they'll cure Mad Cow. Might even find a cure for that guy Michael Moore. When you fill your SUV, that cash will all be free. Even when Bush cuts our taxes, deficits will still go down. Dan Rather will not use taxes. Osama will be found. I know there will be peace throughout the Middle East. All kids will graduate and Queer Eye will be so straight. Please let it be a great year. I sure hate it this year. Don't need wars or elections and no more flu infections. TV will be cleaner and Star Jones will be leaner. Let's all look on the bright side. It's 2000, 2000. In 2005. Provo 2 at QM, we got Mo at 2, the Mad Dog at 4, Marlins pregame at 6.30, Marlins at the Pirates again at 7.05 at RPG XYZ Park, and then Eddie K after the game. Here's a perfect example of what I'm talking about, the South Florida knowledgeable sports fans. <laughs> I don't understand how you can have two, much less even one, sports station on here in this town, because uh, they just don't, they know nothing about sports. Even George knows more about sports, and he hates it. What? Frank says, a perfect example of a South Florida stiff, Martin Straka. Well, guess what, Frank? Marty Straka played a huge role in that big run in the one great season the Panthers had in the history of the organization when he went to the Stanley Cup Finals. The acquisition of Ray Shepard and Marty Straka is, uh, played a big part in why they got where they did. It says, I believe he averaged more points a game in Pittsburgh than he averaged shots a game in Florida. Absolutely incorrect, Frank. And the only reason you're getting sucked in because hard-ass Doug McLean never liked Marty Straka. And so the second year he was there, he didn't play him a lot, unfortunately. Hell of a player. Unfortunately, injury-prone, but nevertheless, one hell of a player. 
You're absolutely incorrect, Frank. Get a life, you idiot, you. You quizzling. I have no life. Typical South Florida hockey maven. Now, here's that deep throat story. You think anybody cares? No. But we got to do it. W. Mark Felt. That's not an act. That's his name. Okay. W. Mark Felt, who retired from the FBI after rising to its second most senior position, has identified himself as the deep throat source quoted by the Washington Post to break the Watergate scandal led to President Nixon's resignation. Vanity, Mag Vanity Fair magazine says today. Oh, my God. I'm the guy they used to call deep throat, he told John D. O'Connor, the author of Vanity Fair's exclusive that appears in its July issue. Felt, now 91, living in Santa Rosa, California, reportedly gave O'Connor permission to disclose his identity after all of these years. How many years? About 30, man. More than that. The Felt family cooperated fully, providing old photos for the story and agreeing to sit for portraits. Vanity first stated in a press release, Felt said he was only doing his duty did not seem to bring down Nixon over the cover-up of the break-in at the Democratic Party offices in the Watergate complex in Washington, D.C. I wonder how my old friend G. Gordon Liddy is doing, if he's still eating any rats. All right, this is G. Gordon Liddy. Well, good for you. <laughs> Isn't that incredible, huh? W. Mark Felt. Okay. See, it would be interesting if it was anybody that we ever heard of before, anybody ever heard of. Oh, here's another one. Uh, see, I don't know if this is if you'd agree with this, because I don't think so. He was uh, terrific when he played. The only problem is he don't play no more. It says, you forgot Ricky Williams. Would you call him a stiff? No. no. I mean, he stiffed the team, but as a player, he wasn't a stiff. Sorry, Luke, once again. <laughs> question, I guess, because when he played, he was uh, outstanding, and he was uh, mild. But nevertheless, here's a story that is just so typical. Not only the gun story, but this one, too. The rock band Nine Inch Nails said Friday. Have you seen this story? No. No? Well, I need more than that. The rock band Nine Inch Nails. MTV presents Nine Inch Nails Unplugged. No, they don't. They think they do, but they don't. Well, too bad I can't play that. I don't know if the bleep is really good enough. It's so big and long. And is it? Yeah. You positive? Positive. Well, okay. I'm keeping my... All right. MTV presents Nine Inch Nails Unplugged. I want to whack you like an animal! Damn it, this thing's not on! How come this isn't working? Trent, you knocked over my bongo. Nine Inch Nails Unplugged, only on MTV. See, just to cover our ass, I threw a... Just in case that yeah, bleep wasn't, the, you know, so there you go. So what's the story? The rock band Nine Inch Nails said Friday, it canceled plans to appear on next week's MTV Movie Awards after the network questioned the band's plans to perform in front of an image of President Bush. See where this country is going? No, I had not heard Just that. Just like either. Silvio Berlusconi in Italy, man, who owns a Raiuno, Raidue, Raitrai, Raitrai, uh, whatever it is. Uh, no satire, because you're making fun of me. Same thing in America very soon. Coming to a country near you, very close to you, very soon. Total, complete, ultimate censorship. The band was slated to perform The Hand That Feeds, the first single from its latest album, an L.A. Time review called the song a warning against blind acceptance of authority, including that of a president leading his nation to war. We were set to perform the hand that feeds with an unmolested, straightforward image of George W. Bush as the backdrop. Apparently, the image of our president is offensive to MTV as it is to me, Nine Inch Nails leader Trent Reznor said in the statement posted on the band's website. 
MTV said in a statement, while we respect Nine Inch Nails' point of view, we were uncomfortable with their performance being built around a partisan political statement when we discussed our discomfort with the band that their choice was to unfortunately pull out of the movie awards. When in doubt, they pulled it out. Good. MTV is owned by Viacom, Inc., the corporate parent of the duly intimidated broadcast network CBS. See, once they worked mm -hmm. over Dan Rather yeah. and they worked over CBS, and then, of course, all of the uh, other associated stuff, uh, and Janet Jackson, don't forget. So there you go. And another yeah. one, right up, right up the old same alley, Sally. Maryland's largest school district, this is Rockville, Maryland. Maryland's largest school district is scrapping sex education materials that have come under fire for implying that homosexuality is a biological trait and for demonstrating how to put on a condom. Oh, my God. The Montgomery County School Board voted last week to rethink its curriculum weeks after a federal lawsuit was filed by two groups who said it did not do enough to stress abstinence or give opposing views on homosexuality. You fairy! Gone from the curriculum will be materials that imply that homosexuality is a biological trait, excluding viewpoints of those who believe same-sex attraction can be overcome. Also dropped was a seven-minute video that was to be shown to 10th graders in which a woman puts a condom on a cucumber to demonstrate its use. The school system had planned to launch the pilot program for 8th and 10th graders on May 9, but suspended it for the rest of the school year after U.S. District Judge Alexander Williams issued a 10-day restraining order. It was unclear how the board's action will affect attempts to reach a settlement in the lawsuit brought by Citizens, responsible, uh, for, a, citizens for a Responsible Curriculum and the Virginia-based Parents and Friends of Ex-Gays and Gays. You fairy! Oh, God. The district's <laughs> curriculum will be rewritten by professional educators and consultants, and a 27-member Citizens Advisory Committee will help oversee the process. The board will consider the revisions next school year. But we're not ready for that quite yet. It's only 2005. As we keep turning back the clock, turning back those hands, you can just see them now like they're on, on Big Ben, man. See these big right-wing uh, idiots up there, like, just physically cranking their hands of the clock back. Yeah, they're cranking all right. Yeah, they're cranking it. Speaking of disgusting things, Nashville, Tennessee. I think this is ridiculous. A mother faces criminal charges after she hired a stripper. Did you see this? No, but this happens periodically. She hired a stripper to dance at her 16-year-old son's birthday party. Mm -hmm. That's the way Annette it goes. Ferris, 34, has been indicted. I wonder if she's kin to Wayne Ferris. Don't spell it the same. I doubt it. Annette Ferris, 34, has been indicted by a grand jury on charges of contributing to the delinquency of a minor and involving a minor in obscene acts. The boy's father, the stripper, and two others also face charges. I tried to do something special for my son, Ferris said. It didn't harm him. About ten people under the age of 18 were also at the birthday party in September, including minors who were not related to the family. Police spokesman Don Aaron said minors are not permitted in adult establishments. A person should be allowed to circumvent the law by hiring a stripper, a lady who took all her clothes off, and spent a good amount of time dancing around minors, he said. Annette Ferris took photos at the party and tried to have them developed at a nearby drugstore. Those pain-in-the-ass drugstore employees notified authorities, police said. You see? Who are? Yeah. Digital cameras, baby. Who are they to tell me what I can and can't show to my own children, the mother said. How do you like that, huh? The stripper police. Then we got the... Chicken crossing the road police and the stripper police right. and the pot police and the uh, uh, looking at somebody cross-eyed police. But you just wait October 1, man. That's right. If they give you any crap, if they seem dangerous to you, just in Florida, blow their crap away. Anybody. Anybody you don't like. Kill them. Right? I have plans. Yeah. 
They look at you with that evil eye, throw them away, and say, hey, I thought there were a danger, a clear and present danger. Right? That's good enough for the president. What does that mean? Clear and present danger. I'm no, dumping it in All right. You know what just, I mean. I'm telling you right now, right. just uh, cut no, the no. crap right now. Nip it in the bud, bud. Just before we do this thing here, but how, ca- how can we be promoting? Is Hank on again tonight? I don't know. Did you hear the rejoin that we just played? Of course not. That Iris is going to be on with Hank from 8.30 to 9.30 today? Isn't that what it just said, Josh? I didn't hear it either. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Now that American Idol is over, get ready for Animal Idol. Oh my God! I, that was. Weird. That is slightly disturbing. Dog, you sang like a dog, dog. You did your dog. I bet you can do Kermit the Frog very well. Because you, you have that kind of like nasal tone. You know what? It was just a complete voice to Animal Idol. I'm going to reach out with a hook in a moment if you don't know Nice voice. Very nice. Animal Idol on Fox. Okay, you want to play that rejoin again? Have you got it there? Or is it. Um... Yeah, he can back it up one. Yeah, back it up a little bit. And the rejoin, too. You want me to play it again? Yeah. Play it again, Sam. You're it's right. Yeah, um, it's, it's obviously wrong. I'm not going to play it again. Oh. Well, whose mistake was that? Not that we want to point fingers, you understand, especially on the day after Memorial Day. I don't know. Oh. Somebody in there really screwed up big time. I mean, playing a promo. You know, it's bad enough that we keep showing our ass to the world every possible way that we can, especially the last couple of years. But to be running promos for something that was already on like hours ago. I'm, I'm assuming that was this morning. Was I on this morning with the Humper? Yes. Well, there you go. So that solves the mystery right there. Nice going, Neil. Thank you. Ira was on this morning, so what it should say is if you didn't listen to the Hank Goldberg show, you missed our Winderman. Although we don't want to say that, our windbag. Because people say, oh, thank goodness for that. We don't want to hear him. What South Florida athlete was the biggest stiff? Don't care. I'm not a sports nerd. 150. That's down to 24.6%, by the way. Sammy Smith, 64. Jay Fiedler, 55. Oi! Ray Lucas, 48. Mortesti's Destrata, 48 as well. Ever see him and Ray Lucas together? Same person. Harold Miner, 43. Cecil Collins, 41. Lawrence Phillips, 38. Eric Kumaro, 19. Yentl Green, 14. Peter Worrell, 14. <laughs> Chris Wells, 13. Steve Entman, 13. For those fantastic pastries. John Boza, 10. Junior Felix, 9. Jamar Fletcher, 8. Ronnie Cy- Roni Cycli, 8. Bobby's Humphrey, 6. Robbie Niedermeyer, 3. Esatikin in 2. Alec Kessler's got a pair. And Mike Wilson's got the big, oh! which I think describes him perfectly. He's a big oh! zero. I mean, he couldn't uh, he couldn't play for a squad. He couldn't play for, like, a, a minor team in Kamloops. 5670560. I'm sure we've got thousands of other stiffs to put on a poll, but I'm not taking a lot of calls here today for some strange reason. I don't know. Because they've got a huge pile, you know? 
I'm, and I'm thinking that most of these things that I'm reading here and passing along are worth uh, passing along and reading. And start passing. reading and passing along, yeah. No, I've got to take a lot of calls now. You just haven't got the rhythm of it yet, you know? Remember the song by the Cascades, The Rhythm of the Rain? Yeah, I could play it if you want. Got it? I love that song. That's one of my all-time favorite songs, 1961 or two, it's I would pleasant. say. That's nice. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's not, like, you know, earth-shaking. It's not heavy-duty. <laughs> Duty. I mean, they're not really, like, kicking it. Any style? Old style. I'm not hearing it yet. Oh, you no, know, no, I, I even had to open the program. Yeah. I need okay, well, WQAM, hello. How about our favorite Brian Cox? Oh, yeah, he was a stiff, huh? As a human being, not as a player. They, they, I don't think they understand the question or the terminology, okay? Or maybe they should look in the mirror if you want to define stiff. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon and singular wireless lines. Even Josh would have to admit that Brian Cox, and even I would have to admit, because I found him to be unctuous. Huh? He was very good. Was outstanding, and he was a wild. I don't have it. No. WQAM, hello. hello. Is Hank on tonight? Yeah, Hank's on uh, now between 8.30 and 9. Uh, Ira's going to be on in a minute, okay? Stay tuned. He's going to be talking about... WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing today? Okay. Good, good. Well, I don't know. I only caught half your pole. I just jumped in the truck. And uh, one of the biggest stiffs of South Florida here has got to be Jose Cansucco. He was as stiff as a ball player? Get well, out of here. What is wrong with you people? They're just Jesus. naming off people they don't like, which is what they usually do when they... Uh, Let me say again. Let me read the question again. What South Florida athlete was the biggest stiff? We're not talking about as a human being. Maybe that guy was a waiter. And got as, as a waiter, as a politician, as a shoe shiner. We're talking about as an athlete. I mean, shouldn't the question speak for itself? Like that. You know, I always wondered exactly what Jennifer was talking about when she said... Floridians, dumb as dirt. I didn't really wonder, but now if there were any doubts in anyone's mind, I think we now we understand. Mm -hmm. We've answered the question. Father Paranoia. Jose Canseco, right. How about Danny, uh, uh, Danny, uh, what's his name? Aiello. Aiello. <laughs> and Danny Martino. Jesus, what are they going to get with it? How about, yeah. yeah, put that in the same category as Jose Consucco. In addition to which, what South Florida team, other than high school, what South Florida team did Jose Consucco ever play for? Well, if you count Tampa Bay. That's South Florida? I guess you better learn your geography, mister, because South Florida is not Hillsborough County, okay? It is not Tampa Bay. That's central west Florida. That's not even close to South Florida. Well, how did your uh, drive go over there? We never found the answer. Oh, it went fine. Uh, I told George I, uh, I actually didn't take the shortcut because there's actually two exits for, um, what the hell is it, Immokalee? Right. There's two of them, so I didn't want to take the wrong one. You know what I mean? So he played it safe. Played it safe. If you tell me which one yeah, to there's take, only, there's only time? one. There's only one route uh, 29 or whatever the number is of that highway. But nevertheless, I'm glad you did. Well, regardless. Well, here we go, Frank. Listen, I'm going to tell you again. I don't care about statistics. Marty Stracker was a hell of a player. I'm I'm the hockey maven in South Florida, Frank. And if you want, you can continue saying all the stupid ass facts as you want. Anybody that would call him a stiff is an idiot. Wouldn't know a hockey game if they slugged four, uh, stuck four four pucks in your rectum. Okay. Got his stats here. He did this, he did that. He was sensational. He was scintillating. A hell of a player. 
A sniff is somebody who's totally useless, who contributes nothing. You don't understand. You don't get it. You just don't get it. Jose Canseco, my ass. And far be it for me, of all the people in the world I wanted to defend in any way, he'd be one of the last ten. But nevertheless, he didn't play in South Florida. It's a moot point anyway. Plus, by the time he played for Tampa Bay, how old was he, about 90 already? Yeah, 95. So what's the point? WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I have a couple in mind, and I just I'm not sure which is the biggest step of all. But I think when uh, the Marlins the Marlins tried to build a team around Arrested Estrada. Yeah, he's on there. Oh, he is. I'm sorry, I missed that. Yeah. Oh, and my other one would be Ramon Castro. Maybe he's on there too. He was Ramon a, Castro. Ramon Castro. He was a, as a ball player and a person. What about Bernadette Castro? <laughs> Have a great day, Pally. Yeah, I saw her on the sofa. Remember Bernadette Castro? I wonder if she's still doing those. St- I don't. I don't uh, think those spots are on anymore. Uh, I don't know. I know well, they're still in business. Castro convertibles. Right, and we like them a lot, by the way. Um, a lot. We Heaps. love them. I got five of them. Right. I'm going to go out and buy one right now and have it shipped right up here. But uh, I don't know. Bernadette Castro. She just, oh, I don't know what it is. She was on Imus all the time. Remember before the election? She's a right-wing right. uh, busher lover. Bernadette with, with Castro. Great couches. Great couches, but bad politics. <laughs> 20, 26 afternoon at QAM. Hey, is dumb, and Dave wants that. He's dumbfounded. Absolutely. Rock solid. Miami has the Dolphins. They're the worst football team. They flub the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. They're on the ground. That's where they'll stay. They're never in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking toilet bowl because they're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number, how many teams in the league? 32. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, don't bet on them, you'll always lose. They don't know how to tackle, they don't know how to block, their coaches ought to tell them to put Ben Gay in their jockey. All right. Then they would run much faster. And even in defeat, when we go to the stadium, we'll see Miami Heat. And they're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. The team that hasn't got a clue. Miami has the Dolphins, but the Dolphins have no fans. Just 50,000 apples sitting in the stands. They watch the game, and all they do is moan and gripe and bitch. I wonder how Joe Robbie got to be so damn rich. And they're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? 32. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, I hear the crowd begin to boo. The Dolphins have Jay Fiedler, that quarterback's a Jew. Run down the field and he will throw a pass over you. He'll never win a Super Bowl, you shouldn't be surprised. 
when he gets cut, that doesn't mean that he was circumcised. And they're the Miami Dolphins. Boy. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? 82. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Jay calls his signals in Hebrew. The Dolphins have no defense and their offense is a joke. Like George Bush eating pretzels, you know they're gonna choke. They'll always disappoint you when they're in a playoff race. With fewer points than pockmarks on Heisinga's ugly face. And they're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number, oh what the hell, 32. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, now they're through. I'm dying on the head. From 34, 26 to 1, happy day after to you. Tuesday, May 31. I still can't believe it's uh, June tomorrow. Yeah. I know it sounds very corny. Yeah. People always say that. Oh, man, the time it is. It's flying by. Before you know it, there ain't none left. Just like this show today. Zooming on by. Oh, yeah. It only feels like six hours. For none uh, for you, it maybe. It's already almost uh, 1235. And then after you know that, it'll be like 1236. Former Oklahoma linebacker Jackie Ship. That's S-H-I-P-P. Got it? Got it. Jackie Ship. Maybe his ship hasn't come in yet. Could be it. What softball athlete was the biggest stiff we asked today? Don't care. I'm not a sports nerd. 23.8%. That number keeps going down and going down. Going down more than Kathy Willis. 156. Sammy Smith, 68. Jay Fiedler, 58. Mortesti's Destrada, 53. It's a pretty good race, but Sammy Smith seems to have the ball right now. He'll drop it. Ray Lucas, 50. Harold Miner, 46. Lawrence Phillips, 42. Whatever happened to that old coot they used to call about Lawrence Phillips all the time? Remember that? No. I think he had a love affair with him. Cecil Collins, 42. Eric Kumaro, 23. Yentl Green, 16. Peter Worrell, 16. The reason I'm reading the list again is because they keep calling with the same people we got on here. Uh, Chris Wells, 14. Steve Entman, 13. Junior Hunier Felix, 11. Jamar Fletcher, 10. Mother Fletcher ain't on here yet. John Boza, 10. Ronnie Cycli, 9. Bobby's Humphrey, 6. Robbie Niedermeyer, 5. Essa Tikkanen, 3. Alec Kessler, 2. Ramon Castro and Mike Wilson so far. They're tied with oh! the Big O. The Big O. Rock solid. That one. Hey, don't forget the Big O. Rock is solid. Before the Humper, 5 to 7 every morning before Hank. Uh, don't forget unless you can. 5670560. Pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular Wireless lines. WQAM, hello. How about uh, one from the Dolphins that get Mr. Gary a premium? Why, why would you say that? Because he had one bad kick that you remember like an idiot? Gary a premium was a stiff. You're an imbecile, man. Oh, God. Gary a premium had a stellar career with the Dolphins. He had the one bad play that this guy's remembering, which didn't, thankfully for them, wind up costing them the game. But uh, remember that, Josh? Yeah, that's all people remember of him, though, right. honestly. He, he was a hell of a kicker. He was good. He was he damn was. good. He was no more. Uh, mo, he just wanted to hear that bit. He knew that if he said that, I'd play this. Yeah. Olindo Mare, you're very sorry. No way you kick, you kick, you kick, you kick, you kick, you kick the ball. 
Sports parlance, a stiff is somebody who is a total zero, a loser, can't do the job. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah, even you would know that. Even you, somebody as anti-spectator sports as you are, which you're militant and hard-ass about it, Yeah. even you understand that. Right. A stiff. <laughs> Man, you people don't know your stiffs. I'll tell you that. You better bone up on it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. This is the worst group of suggestions I've heard in a long time. WQAM, hello. Well, time's fun when you're having flies. It's sooner ready. WQAM, hello. Yeah, hey, Neil, I'd really like to vote on the poll, but uh, Joe Sorella's name's not on there. Oh, Josh hasn't gotten to it yet. He will right now. C I R L E L L A. Okay, he was probably eating one of them free sandwiches again from Howie's. Joe Sorella, which I would agree, he was pretty weak, but boy, there's some better hockey suggestions than that, like Chris Wells, Christina Wells, and Mike Wilson. Mike Wilson deserves at least a vote if you're going to put a defenseman on there. He made Joe Sorella look like Bobby Orr. How do you like that? Bobby Orr, who's that? Bobby Even Orr George knows Bobby Orr. Who? Five six seven oh five sixty. Hey, we're going to get hockey intensive if you don't watch it, okay? Go. It's out of spite. Go for it. You'll see. Going to put on you some leave more money than I will. Leafs TV. Huh? In game six to wrap up. Your bonus is way bigger than mine. And look at this. You won't believe this game that's on here right now on the NHL network. Yeah, you're right. Trenton 4, Florida 2. You know where uh, that I is? It's over it. there in Fort Myers. What, what do they call that place in uh, Fort Myers? The uh, something? They're going trap and uh, not allowing the Everglades to get through there. The Everglades, the Florida Everglades. Uh, they play over there in Fort Myers. As much as everything went so right for the Everglades over the first 20 or first 40 minutes of this game. Trenton and Florida. How do you like that for big-time hockey, huh? What's not to like? There's the first race at Carter getting ready to go. Although Baltimore was in field goal range, they wanted more. What happened next remains the most controversial play in Super Bowl III. The clock moving now, 25 seconds to go in the Her half. Gowdy. The Jets ahead, 7 nothing. There's a handoff to Matty. Matty back to Morrow on the police record. Jimmy Owens wide open in the end zone, but they pulled down the middle and intercepted by Jim Hudson. They had a short touchdown. They've been got the ball to Jimmy Owens. Jimmy Orr. Remember Jimmy Orr? See, I just mentioned Bobby Orr. You see how this is my psychic powers again? It is. It's unbelievable. It is absolutely unreal if you come right down to it. You don't think? Hmm? What? You're just a Mr. Anti-Sports. Not a jo jock, but Jimmy Johnson. Uh, I, would, I would put him on there. He sure devoted his... We got a shot. Yeah. Well, talk a big game. He, they're not talking about his U.M. days, obviously. They're talking about his days with the Dolphins. After he worked feverishly to make sure that Shuler got canned, and then he talked a big game and came in here and showed us nothing. He showed us nothing but his big, fat Rectum. ass, okay? And now he's just laughing all the way to the bank. Yucking it up on there with that illiterate Terry Bradshaw. Isn't he on that? Uh, that's the one he's on on Fox? Yes. Oh, boy. What a perfecta that is. Jimmy and his Johnson. Ba -ba 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 -ba. He's even worse than an East Pot band. I take that back. 
19 till 1 at 5. And by the way, Denise, I want to say it again. Rimmer hated you and still hates you like poison and wishes you would die a wicked, nasty death in some kind of a fiery car crash. Hey, let me tell you right now about our good friend Anthony Caliendo, the main man at Acceptance Capital Mortgage. Before you call any other mortgage company, let the main man tell you what maybe you weren't aware of, and that is that most banks only work with three Solamente Trace different mortgage products. And if your credit is less than 100% perfect, you're going to get turned down. They're going to give you the old no. N.O. and the old heave-ho. So if you're not working with the right lender, chances of getting approved are maybe 50-50, probably even less than that. What kind of a deal is that? Do yourself a favor. Call right now and avoid all the grief and BS. Call one triple eight four eight three loan. That's one eight 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 four eight three loan. Let the main man in the team put you in a mortgage that meets your needs. Tell them that Berkeley told you to call. Avoid going to the wrong lender. Maybe even turn down because you called the wrong number. Call the main man, Anthony Caliendo, at Acceptance Capital Mortgage at one triple eight four eight three loan. That's one eight eight eight. Four eight three loan, and don't forget every time they close a loan, a portion is donated to kids in distress, and they also get to drink their coffee. So why call anybody else? Avoid the bait and switch. Call the main man, Anthony Caliendo, today. One triple eight four eight three L O A N. When it comes to entertainment, we've got the biggest personality. This is your brain being chopped to bits by a finely honed meat cleaver. This is your brain in a blender. And this is your brain being stirred into a big pot of chili. Mmm. Brains. Real food for real people. From his underground cave, they found him trying to hide. Then they made him strip down and photographed it off. All the tabloids in Britain showed him bearing some skin. It's a violation of the Geneva Convention. Blood on place must be red from embarrassment. Trial date is set. Has been boobs on his chest. Now, it's what I saw when he was undressed. Now, with no Yeah, I'm sure they want to get him in real good shape before they slice his balls off, wouldn't you think? I would think. Or maybe just hang him from uh, a town square somewhere. Dangle him. Just dangle him. Stick him up there where that statue was that they pulled on that photo op for CNN. 1247 at 560 WQM. Happy Tuesday to you. Well, it's Tuesday already. See how this week is uh, moving right along. It's flying. And tomorrow, like the guy said before with his convoluted crap, it's a Junio. Ain't it? It's, yeah, it's one of you. Good news, man, on the beach. They didn't kill anybody this weekend. How do you like that? All oh, right. that's not That's un-American, if you ask me. Is that one in a row? This year's hip-hop-driven Memorial Day festivities on Miami Beach were the most stayed they've been since Party Goers Day came to the city for the four-day holiday. Stayed. 
Crowds, though younger, were manageable. You could walk South Beach with ease, unlike years past, when Ocean Drive, Collins, and Washington Avenues were clogged for hours. It was the old uh, clog. But behind the calm, police were busy making 444 arrests from Thursday to Monday morning, more than double the total for the same period last year. Most were for misdemeanors, such as disorderly conduct, and drinking in public, <laughs> but 80 were for, for uh, felonies. Police attributed the rise in arrest to undercover units patrolling the streets at first since Miami Beach became a huge Memorial Day weekend destination in 2001. Before every police officer on the beach was in uniform and everyone knew it, said police spokesman Robert Hernandez. It made a big difference having the plainclothes officers out there. Yet the weekend was noted for its relative quiet. We had no fights or problems. We were a bit busier than last year, said Tony McGaldy, general manager of the News Cafe on Ocean Drive. wonder how Gianni Versace is doing. Is he still showing up every day for his magazines? Yeah, we'll see him no more. This was definitely the easiest Memorial Day weekend yet. Tiffany Fuja, 23, sipping a piña colada at the Cleveland on Monday, nice. said the smaller crowds were a good thing. A lot of the rowdiness was gone, she said. I could walk down Collins Avenue without getting groped. What she didn't know, the only reason for that is because Christian <laughs> Slater was in New York. Oh. Celebrities made occasional appearances. Rapper Fat Joe held court at his Miami Beach condo Saturday. Miami-based rapper Luther Uncle Luke Campbell released samples from his upcoming album at Parrot Jungle on Friday and launched a search for a spokeswoman for his book, Soup for the Freaky Soul, the Sex Poets of Uncle Luke. But chart-topping rappers who in the past were often spotted roaming the streets were missing in action, unless you count Joe Budden's lunch appearance at Big Pink. Big Pink! You fairy! The dim style wattage didn't go unnoticed. This is supposed to be a celebrity weekend, and nobody was here, said Miami's Tennille Thomas, 21, as she stood in line to get into Wet Willies Monday afternoon. This is not the spot for Memorial Day anymore, and it's really going down. You're going down. Can't imagine why. Athletes were more omnipresent. Willis McGahee from the University of Miami, now with the NFL's Buffalo Bills, hung out at the turntables with DJ Erie at Crowbar Thursday. On Saturday, Marcellus Wiley of Jacksonville Jaguars ordered bottles of bubbly at the ultra-expensive Prebay on Collins Avenue. And Alan Iverson of the NBA Philadelphia 76ers was, was spotted at a few hot spots. Aren't you impressed? No. Who gives a crap, okay? But at least nobody got killed. Hallelujah! Oh. Let's hear it. Things are looking up. All right. I mean, what's a good American holiday like a special Monday morning, like the 4th of July weekend? Without at least a few people getting shot and some uh, hijinks and mayhem and stuff? No fun. Mm-mm. More of the uh, same thing now, the trend toward uh, America, the dulling of America. 5670560, we're looking for stiff athletes. 5670560. Five, I'm not touching that line with a 10-foot pole, Joyce, okay? And 5670560 oh, on the uh, whatever, and pound 560, I should say, on the Verizon Singular. Whatever those numbers are, you know them by now. Why do we keep saying them? Over and over. WQAM, hello. Hey, Hillary Clinton. Yeah, WQAM, hello. QAM. I think, I think they're out of stiffs. That's it. WQAM, hello. How are you doing, Neil? Okay. Um, for the poll, Jamal Mashburn. Get out of here. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Clueless. Shoeless and clueless. See, they, they don't know their sports. That's the problem. You know, it, it's amazing you hear these punks call up on the sports shows. Well, uh, you think that Shaq... Uh, see, everybody knows Shaq. Even George knows Shaq. Who? Even George has seen Shaq on TV. He made a couple movies. And, and that's right. Really bad ones, yeah, but they, they were less. Terrible. But you... Seriously, I, I've said this for years, as long as I've been in this town... There are you could put the number of real knowledgeable sports people in a thimble and have room for Hank's ass left over with. It's just it's amazing to me. 
The lack of knowledge. That's why I quit going to games. People are saying they, just, they don't go because they enjoy the game. They don't even understand the game, most of them. They just want to get drunk. They want to get into brawl. They want to like, uh, be seen there, you know, like those idiots at the hockey games talking to each other on a cell phone, waving, hey, Miriam, I'm over here. Hey, how, how you doing? WQAM, hello. Not there on one. QAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Um, yes, um, I know of this. Um, I bet. Yeah. Al Leiter. Yeah, he's uh, bubbling under, okay? Give him a chance to finish the season. But uh, we can put him on there. They actually paid him $8 million. First of all, he's 100 years old. He's what? No, go ahead. He's he's uh, stiff. You're right. Put him on there. Okay. See, Josh wants to put him on there. You better hope that Al Leiter don't come in the press box when you're uh, helping out with one of them games and give you what for. And as a broadcaster, you know who he sounded like? Who? Who's the ex-Dolphin? I keep asking you this. Uh, Tony Martin. Didn't Tony Martin do some of the pre-game, uh, pre-season stuff with the Dolphins? I'm sure he did. With who? He, I don't know. He's just terrible. He's horrible. And that's who Al Leiter sounds like when Al Leiter was in the booth. Wasn't Al Leiter in a broadcast booth there? Like, uh, yes. And, and yeah. in the contract, uh, when he's done, he goes to the booth. Well, and who's getting canned? Oh, no. Not Foxy Roxy. Or maybe on the TV side. Right, TV. Oh, thank you. Well, they're sure as hell not going to uh, fire, what's his name, the uh, color guy on TV. He's great. Tommy, no, he's really Tommy good. Hutton, they're not going to fire old Tommy Hutton. No. Don't tell me Rich Waltz. Al Leiter ain't doing no play-by-play. No. That sounds awfully gay. Huh? Hey, yeah. Just stick him in there. Let's have a three-man booth. Yeah. Maybe his, maybe his job can be to do the same you do with Dave Van Boren and poke him into ribs every now and then, try to wake him up a little bit. Oh, hey, Rich, put a little enthusiasm in it, okay, sweetheart? I guarantee you one thing, you're not paying that kid by the word. WQAM, hello. Uh, hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. I got a couple for your poll. Yeah. How about uh, Harold Miner? He's on there, sir. I just got through reading it. That's why I read it again. Uh, yes, and? Okay. Brock Berlin. Brock Berlin. I like Berlin. Berlin's one of my favorite cities. Brock Berlin. Wasn't he a uh, hurricane? Uh, I mean, are we going to put people in college? He never played for a uh, professional team. I mean, he's on the Dolphins now, but... He is? Yeah. Brock Berlin? Yeah, they signed him as a free agent. Oh, my God. Are you are you kidding me? That doesn't mean he's going to make it. Oh, brother. Well, I tell you, it sounds really promising for those of us who despise the Dolphins and that whole organization like poison. It's looking really, really good. I mean, if A.J. Touchy-Feely is the best hope for next season, good luck to you. I think 4-12 and 12 is going to look really good at the end of next year. Thank God those other guys got it. Boy, good luck to you guys selling those spots. Dollar a holler on the Dolphin games. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Here's one for your poll. Any black quarterback? 5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon and singular wireless line. WQAM, hello. Uh, yes, how about um, Jose Canseco? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, he's got 100 votes. How do you like that? WQAM, hello. You fairy. See, they, they have nothing. I'm not taking any more calls. There are, you can always tell when you reach Good. that point. Oh, yeah. nothing. Well, no, seriously, you know what I'm saying. No, it's usually right along for a little bit, and they got something to mm -hmm. add, and and then that's it. They run right. dry. Because the real Stiferino is the real guys that could that stunk to join out. They don't even know who the hell they are. They don't know their names. They don't know from nothing about it. How could there possibly be four? Well, there's one ain't playing these days, but nevertheless, four professional sports franchises in this market. Is it possible? No. Can it? No. Is it for real? No. It's like Conway Twitty said, man, it's only make-believe. It's a joke. 
In fact, that ought to be the motto of South Florida. Sports ain't us. See, the runner's got to go back and tag the bag before he can, like, uh, take a lead when a guy throws the pitch. Seriously, when I started going, when we first had the Marlins the first couple of years, you thought they were playing, like, bocce ball or something out there. These people didn't have a clue. I understand, though, it is a very complicated game. When it comes to entertainment, it's Neil Rogers. Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560. Just the one to two hour. It's a phenomenon. Clock at 560 WQM. So, who is the better outfielder, Gino Simoli or Roman Mejias? Huh? Fire. This is a good idea for you people that can't get rid of pain in the ass folks who show up in a house and just don't want to leave. I wrote it down. Geneva, Illinois. A 46 year old man allegedly set his own home on fire in order to get two visitors to leave, police said. Yeah. All right. Can't get you out of here? Well, guess what? Fire! Dean Craig was charged with felony arson after allegedly splashing rubbing alcohol on the floor of the two story home in Aurora Township. And using a lighter to ignite the fire around 1 o'clock Sunday morning, the King County Sheriff's Office said, when authorities arrived at Craig's home, which is owned by his mother, it was engulfed in flames, police said. Craig and his two guests were not injured. Craig allegedly had asked the two visitors to leave, but when they refused, he threatened to light his house on fire, police said. And guess what? He did. Right. Craig was being held yesterday at the King County Jail on 25 grand bond, scheduled to appear in court on June 9. Good idea. Nice going, Craig. Well, get out of here. I'll get your ass out of here fast. Here's a very promising story. A total of 215 Latino soldiers serving in the U.S. Army have already died in Iraq, but according to anti-war activists, the bad, uh, this bad news comes with a silver lining. An even smaller number of young people of Latin American descent are enlisting in the armed forces. All right. Good. Evidently, they're smarter than some. I'm glad that the Army is no longer able to recruit as many soldiers and that more people are raising their voices against this criminal invasion, said Camilo Mejia, a Nicaraguan-born former staff sergeant in the U.S. Army who refused to return to his unit in Iraq after spending five months stationed there in 2003. While Mejia declared himself a conscientious objector, the U.S. deemed him a deserter and sentenced him to nine months in prison. Last year, 9,477 foreign-born residents of the U.S. signed up for the U.S. Armed Forces, 2,300-plus fewer than in 2003, according to the official stats from the George W. Bush people, the Bush crowd. There are so many people dying in this senseless criminal war that going to jail to oppose it or refusing to join the Army are not very big sacrifices when you compare them to all the innocent people in the war, Mejia told IPS. That's why I said Roman Mejias. He's oh. kind of Mejias. What about Elroy Face and Freddie Green? I didn't want to die in a war that isn't mine, a war that's unjust and immoral. That's why I turned myself into my superiors, declared the soldier-turned-activist, the son of Nicaraguan singer-songwriter Carlos Mejia Godoy. 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 Whose music served as the soundtrack to the 79 leftist Sandinista revolution in Nicaragua. Connie Pinko. Uh-huh. 
The proportion of Latino soldiers who have died in Iraq, most of whom were privates, is higher than the proportion of Latinos in the U.S. Armed Forces as a whole, which stands at 9.2%. Well, how do you like that? So they're wising up. They're saying enough of this crap already. Now, when everybody else just says, uh-uh, no way, no way, Jose, then we'll finally have uh, made some progress. For the Reverend Lewis Husser, the struggle over prayer in public schools is between his folk and outsiders. It's about values, and it's very simple. This is in Robert, Louisiana. The ACLU defends pedophiles, says the pastor of Crossgate Church. You have to understand where they're coming from. Husser sees education, like most everything else, in terms of absolutes. Absolutely. Either his side or the other prevails. Right now, he's looking good. Officials in Tangapahoa Parish, the latest battleground of the National War of Religion in school, are listening to him. They're listening to other ministers, too. Many of them in this pastoral uh, excerpt of New Orleans. What is that, an excerpt, as opposed to a uh, suburb? I don't know. <coughs> sure it means the same thing. Where churches are as abundant as tall pine trees. The preachers want the ACLU to go home and let the school board kick off deliberations. They want to kick it new style, with a lengthy prayer meeting mentioning Jesus. It did this for decades until the ACLU and parents objected in 2003. Several liberties group, back in February, about federal judge in New Orleans, says the practice violates the Constitution's ban against government sanctioning of unreligious doctrine over another. But the board is not giving up in Robert, Louisiana. It's pressing the case to the 50 West Circuit Court of Appeals. It's a fight like many others in other places over the last two decades. What place should religion prayer have in high school functions or school functions? Yet here in a contemporary twist, evangelical ministers are making their weight felt in line with their newfound influence on broader stages elsewhere. The board first turned away help from a heavyweight Christian legal group, but when some 500 church members showed up, shepherded by dozens of ministers, and with Husser helping to lead the way, the board changed its mind. The Alliance Defense Fund's aid would be sought. There are no prayers in the school boardroom while the appeal is pending, but ministers take turns praying outside, as Reverend Brian Strickland did last week when he bowed his head to celebrate the Defense Fund's advent. We thank you, Lord, for just allowing them to come on board. Inside, Reverend Husson's daughter, Danielle, was invited by the school board to give the patriotic song, which followed the patriotic reading, which followed the, <laughs> the Pledge of Allegiance, which is pretty patriotic. They're really patriotic and one other thing in Louisiana. You know what it is? What's that? Dumb. Dumb. Now we're talking. Yeah! All right! You better go step in line, Mr. and Miss and Ma'am. Or you're going to get what for? I'm telling you that right now. It's the American is the we're, we're kicking it in your ass new style. Jesus Christ. Right. Okay. Oh, and speaking of the American effing way, rejoicing way, on the same day he was to attend his high school graduation ceremony, Scott Moody, 18, shot five friends and relatives to death and wounded another before killing himself, Ohio police said yesterday. Did you see the uh, thing on the news, the uh, 9-11 call? Yeah. Oh, that's right. We were listening to it this morning. Yes, we were. Logan County Sheriff Michael Henry, who I'm sure is not related to Trevor Henry, said Moody shot people Sunday in two nearby homes outside Bellefontaine in an apparent murder-suicide. Moody's sister, Stacy Moody, 15, I'm sure she's not related to John Moody, was wounded in the neck and was hospitalized Monday in critical condition. Scott Moody's body was found in the house Sunday, along with the bodies of his mother, Sherry Schaefer, 37, and two of his friends, Megan Kraus, uh, Caruse, 19, and Paige Harshbarger, 14. Stacy Moody was found in the kitchen of the home after managing to call her stepsister, who alerted authorities, Henry said. The bodies of Scott Moody's grandparents, Cheryl Schaefer, 66, and Gary Schaefer, 67, were found dead as a heart attack in the kitchen of another house about a quarter mile away, he said. 
Henry said investigators don't know the reasons behind the shootings. That's the main number one question, he said, that everybody's trying to figure out. Why? How do you like that? Crazy people with guns, man. You get pissed off, shoot somebody. You're depressed, somebody picked on you in school, blow everybody away. How do you like that? Isn't that a great story? Well, it's a story. Evidently, there had been a party at uh, one of the houses where most of the victims were found. Scott Moody and Megan Caruso were due to graduate Sunday from Riverside School, high school nearby DeGraff, Ohio. And did you see that ad that the uh, family took out in the newspaper just before this all happened? No. About, you know, have a great life and best of luck in life, Scott, and yada, yada. And uh, I guess, it, you know, ain't going to happen. <clears throat> ain't going to have no luck and ain't going to have no life. Just goes to show you, don't take yeah. no, no ads. That's right. Don't be taking out ads. Uh, don't, uh, you know, it's, it's called putting the cart before the horse, wouldn't you think? Right. It was a pre-graduation ad in the newspaper. Maybe that's what set him off. Oh, man, that's a bad picture of me in the paper. Guess what's named the top British song ever? Oh, yeah. Well, I You'll never guess. Oh, you saw the story? Yeah, the ringtone thing. No, no. No, that, that was on oh, the charts British now. British song ever. Well, you, you better get your British music uh, story straight, mister. Best British song ever? Right. Ooh, I don't know. Penny Lane by the Beatles. I don't know. By Oasis. Penny Lane by Oasis? Wonderwall. Oh. Oh. Really? The 1995 hit by Britpop group Oasis topped the radio station's poll of the best British songs of all time yesterday. I mean, not that anybody would care about this, but it sure beats, What about Moresti's Destrata? Yeah. Listeners to Britain's Virgin Radio voted the anthem by brothers Liam and Noel Gallagher's band. Their all-time favorite British hit. That's favorite with a U, of course. Favorite. Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody came in number two. And Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven placed third. Queen and the Beatles had the most entries of eight each in the poll of the best hundred songs, as voted by 8,300 listeners to the radio station. You want to know what they all were? Okay, sure. Don't Oasis, Wonderwall, Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody, number three, Led Zeppelin, Sir Whatever, number four, The Beatles, and Let It Be. Number five, John Lennon, and John Lennon, yeah, and Imagine. Six Police, Every Breath You Take. Boy, uh, who is it that doesn't like that song? Is there anybody that doesn't like know. that I song? I got tired of it, but... I That's like not that my way. question, whether you got tired of it or not, okay? That, to me, is one of the great pieces of music ever in the history of mankind. It is haunting. It's just, it's just great. You don't like it? No, I like it. I got tired of it, though. I don't Number seven, The Jam, it. Going Underground. Number eight, Verve, Bittersweet Symphony. Number nine, The Unctuous Robbie Williams, Angels. Hey, Robbie! You fairy! And ten, The Stranglers, Golden Brown. Oh, I like my hash fries, Golden Brown. Mm -hmm. So does Josh. Yeah. Five six seven oh five sixty. That's the top ten Brit songs of all time. Any interest? No. Anybody care? No. Do we care about Diana? No. Do we care about that freaking old queen with that silly purse? No. No, of course we don't. Prince Philip. No. Prince uh, Andrew. No. That, uh, hey, Prince Andrew. You fairy. Prince Edward. You fairy. A lot of queens over there in England. I'll tell you that. Got a long history of it. Ah. Five six seven. Oh, I'm not going to give the numbers out because I'm not taking any. Not this hour. All right. I'm still thinking very, very serious. And today, wow. <laughs> today really... Now, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure yeah, I had a lot of good calls yesterday. Oh, yeah. We had three. In total, oh. not, uh, you know. <laughs> Come on. You had three calls yesterday all day? Well, they kept ringing the phone while we were playing music, and I kept telling, you know, call in between the songs, but, uh, you know, they wouldn't. WQAM, hello. Got one for the phone. Oh, too bad. 
I don't want any more for the poll. <laughs> I don't want no more for the poll's closed. Poll is closed. More testes estradas on it. I mean, the stuff that these people and a couple of them were actually serious. The one with Gary O'Premian. You wouldn't know Gary O'Premian if he, he let you rub his bald spot. That, that's that's what really pisses me off. Dumb, dumb, and dumber. Oh, well, we've been in Florida all our lives. That explains a lot to me, man. Anybody who's been in the Deep South all their lives is basically like that. Probably spent a lot of time in the uh, Kahulawasi River. Maybe up in the woods there with them boys, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 12 minutes after 1 at 560 WQM. All the crap you can unwrap. All the slime all the time. It's the most Ninety-four votes on the poll. What South Florida athlete? Well, isn't that bad news about the Villa Deli? Yeah, well, boy, how they. And what's the other place? Oh, the Epicure. That's what I'm thinking of. Also, right there in Alton Road is the Epicure Market. Now that's still there. I'll bet you your life on it. The Epicure is still there. You ever go in the Epicure? No. Well, where are you going to get good borscht and good gefilte fish and all of these things? All those pre-wrapped meal stuffed cabbage. Mmm, man. The Epicure. WQAM Epicure line, hello. See, I don't know. QAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah, I already got the answer, but the villa closed about six years ago. And what about the Epicure market? Epicure's still there. Okay, thanks. See, there you go. Like I said, what did I say? Five years? C6. I was close. I just wishful thinking. I probably, part of my mind, knew the answer to the question, but it's very sad. That was such a great place, the Villa Deli. And I would either used to send us the best kishki, man. Even even George, even a little goy like George, yeah, became obsessed with the kishki, with the gravy. Great. Mm, oh God. I know. Now, see, what I don't understand is why is that supposed to be not so good for you? I, I realize it's probably got like a lot it's of chicken fat. Flavored, in it. flavored with beef fat. Is that what it is? Yeah. Beef fat or chicken fat? Beef. Mmm. Maybe that's why it's so good. I'm sure. But that's before we realized that dietary fat wasn't what made you fat. Wasn't bad for you. And what I really would die... Before I die, you know what I'm going to have again once? What? Now, you're going to say sex. No, seriously, before I croak, I want gribbiness. Okay. Now, we we never got you those, did we? No, we never did have any gribbiness. Gribbiness are like fried onions, and they fry them in, like, chicken fat. Oh. It's I, just... I, I can't even was, begin to describe it. chicken skin. Chicken skin? That's what you told me before. No, I never told you anything about chicken skin. You got, you see, this, that's that human thing again. You got skin on your mind. Right, yeah. Anyway, here's the poll result. Uh, seriously, they're onions, Grivenous, I do believe, unless um, my memory is playing tricks with me. They're what onions, is? and they're fried in, like, chicken fat. Now, where would you go and get some Grivenous? Me? That's going to be the next thing. We got the sandwiches, and we got all the, uh, 
all those good uh, the burgers up there to the stadium. Now we're really going to have a challenge. Whoever brings Grimanus to the uh, stadium press box for uh, Josh will get our lifelong gratitude. You waiting for Grimanus? Yeah, well, I hope Troy's listening. <laughs> See, now, back in the day when Jeff Cohen liked this, we could mention any of these things on the air, and he would take care of us, but that's when he liked this before Skippy and Berkeley pissed him off. What South Florida athlete was the biggest stiff? Don't care, I'm not a sports nerd. 23.8% of you, just adamant, just a bunch of hard asses like George. 189, don't give a crap. Although, to be honest with you, they know, they know just about as much about these sports as most of the rest of you. Sammy Smith, 82. Jay Fiedler, 70. Mortesti's Destrada, 60. Ray Lucas, 56. How many minutes did he actually play for the Dolphins? About 30, man. He was only there like part of one season, am I correct? Yes, and he stunk. He stunk with the Jets, and he stunk with the Dolphins. What a surprise. Cecil Collins, 52. Harold Miners got 50. Lawrence Phillips, 49. He's right on Harold's butt. Eric Kumaro, 27. Jimmy Johnson, 20. He's tied with the Entel Green, 20. Chris Wells, 19. Peter Worrell, 18. Steve Entman and his baked goods, 15. Jamar Fletcher, 12. John, I like Louise Fletcher. What's the movie Louise Fletcher was in that she was so good? Cuckoo's Dust? Yeah, right. Miss Ratchet. Jamar Fletcher, 12. John Bosa, 12. Junior Felix, 12. Ronnie Cycley, 9. Ronnie Recycle, he's got a couple, too. Bobby Humphreys has got seven. Robbie Niedermeyer, old number 44. It's Robbie Niedermeyer, has got five. Alec Kessler, four. Jackie Ship, three. Essa Tikkanen, three. And none yet for Al Leiter, Joe Sorella, Ramon Castro, or Mike Wilson. When it comes Damn. to entertainment, we've got the biggest One fifty-eight and five sixty. The Doy Man himself, the Mo Meister, Mo Howard, David, are coming along at two, and then Mad Dog at four. And we got that Marlin stuff. Don't forget, all you people out there with your uh, Delhi connections, get some grimness and maybe a little bit of uh, Kishki. Now let me ask you this question: Do you have a uh, uh, microwave in the press box, or would that be like you can carry it away? <laughs> you can carry this one in there. <laughs> yeah, carry uh, that one in there, just so uh, you can nuke some stuff, heat it up. Well, I mean, what kind of a press box wouldn't have like a microwave I mean, so you can make some good food? Uh, I, mean, huh? I don't know about it, but it might. There are probably one up there. I'm sure there is. You probably have all the necessary accoutrements. Rochester, New York, my hometown. Yukon is a 16-year-old polar bear with massive paws and some mighty stinky breath. You can just enter his den and you can smell it, said Dr. Jeff Wyatt, Director of Animal Health and Conservation at Seneca Park Zoo. It's really kind of funky. 
But after a procedure at Seneca Park Zoo last week, veterinarians are hoping the odor emitting from Yukon's big mouth will soon be a breath of fresh air, just like this show. After zoo uh, staff determined Yukon's smelly problem was caused by an infected tooth, Wyatt and team veterinarians extracted the beast's tooth with a small hammer and a chisel. <laughs> oh. It was tranquilized and uh, 805 pounds. Uh, maybe we can do that with Fat Boy, okay? And pull out whatever's uh, ailing him. Bye, bye, bye! That's a 